Louisville City FC is on the air. Harris scores on a beautifully flicked header, and Lou City leads it one to nothing over San Antonio in the 23rd minute. Right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Just like that, once again on the road, Casey Whitfield, an early goal and an early lead for Louisville City. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Well, one look at the standings is all you need to know about the significance of tonight's game. First place in the USL Championships Eastern Conference is on the line this evening in South Carolina. Charleston Battery, they are in first place. They are the hosts of tonight's game. They have an unblemished record, four wins and three ties through seven games, good for 15 points and the number one spot in the standings. Louisville City hot on their heels, four wins and one tie with two losses. And ultimately a negative three goal differential as well. That's good for 13 points, just two points behind the battery. The winner of tonight's game, should there be a winner, will stand alone in first place in the Eastern Conference. I'm Jeff Milby. Casey Whitfield is here. And Casey, it's an early season litmus test for both of these teams. Charleston, a team that has vastly improved under a new head coach. They missed the playoffs last year, but they've obviously had a hot start to the season being unbeaten. They've got two wins over Tampa Bay, by the way. And Louisville City uh, looking to make a statement of their own off of those two early rough losses. They've won three straight games overall, two straight in the league. This would be a big statement win for both teams. Absolutely. I mean, you you are going to probably see these standings change quite a bit over the season, but to be able to put yourself ahead, put yourself on the right foot at the start of the season exactly where you want to be. You, every game counts, and we always talk about at the end of the season how, oh, we should have won this game, we should have gotten points here. These are those games that matter. Yes, it seems like, oh, it's, it's early, it's okay, you know, you drop points here and there. In this league, in this, it's, it's really not okay. So this is going to be a massive game, a massive test to kind of see where your team stands, what other things you need to keep working on as the season goes on. But I think it's going to be a fun one. It should be a very fun one. It's two teams. uh, Really, you could say you're stuck between a rock and a hard place in this game because Charleston, they're the highest scoring team in the league to this point this season. Tied for the top spot with Monterey Bay and Sacramento. All three of those teams, Charleston, Monterey Bay, and Sacramento, have scored 12 goals this year. Meanwhile, Louisville City, they have one of the best defenses in the league. They've got three shutouts. That's second best in the league, and they've allowed just nine goals. That is uh, fourth best in the league overall defensively. Um, And if you eliminate that five-goal outbreak, First against Sacramento, I would imagine that Louisville City uh, would be pretty close to the top of those standings. In fact, they would be at the top of the standings if that were the case. Um, actually, that's the fourth most. I should clarify myself. The nine goals Louisville conceded has been the fourth most conceded this year. Uh, but take away those five goals against Sacramento, and it's a little bit better. Um, regardless, two teams that their strengths will be going up against one another. Again, Louisville City with three straight clean sheets coming into the game, and Charleston, one of the highest scoring teams in the league. Charleston is fun to watch offensively. They counter quickly. They like to get a lot of bodies forward. They're very dynamic in their movement and their run up top. And when they get into the box, they've got multiple runners getting into the box, which makes it difficult for teams to be able to mark. They're also a team that likes to score late goals. They've come back from being tied several times and scored in the 90-plus minute to win the game. And so Lou City's back line is definitely going to have their work cut out for them tonight. On the other side, offensively, Lou City, Charleston has allowed a couple goals, so they are capable of being scored on. They just haven't 
once they get scored on, they're going to come back right at you. And, I mean, they're undefeated so far. Yeah, they've got some serious resilience. You mentioned the the couple of late winners that they've been able to find this season, late goals to make a big impact in games. Uh, let's talk a bit about their head coach, Ben Pierman. He is one of the rising stars in the profession, 37 years old. Uh, he was the reigning, he is the reigning, rather, USL Championship Coach of the Year. Last season for him at Memphis led them to the playoffs, led them to a victory over Louisville City at Lynn Family Stadium late in the season, a team that was really a thorn in Louisville City's side. Well, he made a splashy move in the offseason uh, heading out to Charleston, um, and he has righted the ship for them, obviously, given their bright start. Um, it, it'll be a big, uh, a big opportunity for him uh, to make a statement for his team and leading his team against Louisville City. He called Louisville City the best club in in the league, uh, which historically I think at this point you can say is true. Uh, so Ben Pierman with a lot on the line tonight. It's interesting to see a coach make that kind of move in the offseason, but he's obviously been able to continue his success from Memphis to Charleston this year. It's definitely been transitioning over, so whatever he's doing is working, and sometimes it is hard to go from one environment where you've seen so much success to then switch over to another environment and have the same kind of success. Oftentimes you see coaches switch teams in the first season is a bit rough for them or they're not able to get the same players. I think he was able to bring a couple over. I know in particular the goalkeeper Trey Muse, who's also a Louisville native, will be playing tonight. And so he followed him from Memphis over. But really cool that there's going to be two young coaches out there early in their career and really two coaches that are making names for themselves. Game set to kick off at about 8 o'clock. If you're just joining us or if you're joining us on time and wondering why are we starting now, uh, there was rain in the area uh, in Charleston, South Carolina. Delayed the kickoff originally scheduled for 7.30. It's been pushed back to 8 o'clock at Patriots Point Soccer Stadium. So, again, we're getting you set for that game. Louisville against the Charleston Battery in South Carolina. Kickoff just a few minutes past 8 o'clock. We will continue to chat about it and prepare you for it on this pregame show. When we come back after this first break, we'll hear from both coaches, Danny Cruz and the aforementioned Ben Pierman. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN Louisville. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm an emergency medical technician. Today, I arrived at the scene of a crash. I've seen enough of these to know it's a bad one. Young female driver, unconscious. I see her phone on the floor. The screen says OMW, on my way. She never hit send. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. When it's time to upgrade your home entertainment system, call who I called. RGB Home Theaters. That's for any job, big or small, from hanging a TV to building out an entire room. And one of the best things RGB does is give you a clean look. They'll hide the wires in the wall, make the speakers match the color of your furniture. Little things so you can have a great look and a clean look. They'll always price match your equipment as well, and they can work with any budget. Look them up online today, rgbhometheaters.com. That's rgbhometheaters.com. 
A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and late-night happy hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. It's Danny Cruz, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Yeah, it's a different group. Uh, it's a different group. Uh, they have some players that are, are the same, but, uh, you know, to be frank, uh, you know, a lot of our guys didn't like a lot of those guys, so it times it can be contentious but it's not the same group I think for us it's just about going in with the right mentality to compete uh, against a team that's in front of us in the table and you win the game and you're on top of the east I think that's the biggest thing so making sure we understand uh, kind of what's being asked of us in this game this weekend um, keeping our heads kind of to that point uh, and making sure that as I said before that we we start the game the right way I think that's going to be really important there's Louisville City head coach Danny Cruz talking about Charleston. The question he was answering was about Memphis last season. A little bit of a rivalry sort of brewed up between Louisville and Memphis. There were a couple of uh, scuffles in the games that they played. We saw multiple red cards uh, in the games in which they played. And, and as we mentioned, Louisville City went down, beat Memphis at Memphis, and then Memphis came up to Louisville and beat Louisville in Louisville. Uh, and that's notable and important to this game tonight against the Charleston Battery for Louisville City because the head coach of that Memphis team is now the head coach of Charleston. And we're talking about Ben Pierman, who we mentioned in the opening segment. Three players, in fact, that are in the starting lineup tonight for Charleston also came over from Memphis. You mentioned, Casey, Trey Muse, the Louisville native, the goalkeeper. He's going to start tonight. He came over from Memphis last season. Derek Dodson, a right back, over from Memphis as well. And then Chris Allen, an English midfielder, he also followed his coach from Memphis to Charleston. Uh, so Danny Cruz there talking about it's a different group. Um, and that's obviously true because only just a few of the players came over from Memphis. But I, I'm curious to see tonight uh, if the mentality uh, translated over from Memphis to Charleston under head coach Ben Pierman because that Memphis team, they played with a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they played physically. They were in your face. They were aggressive. That's what sort of led to the, uh, the, the rivalry between Louisville and Memphis last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that mentality translates over to Charleston as well. Yeah, I mean, I really couldn't agree more because – those games against Memphis last season were some of the most intense games. I remember thinking every single player on here is about to get a red card and get thrown out of this game because it was so physical. It was so intense. They were so fun to watch. I'll be very interested to see if they play a similar style to the way Memphis played last year, if they have that same kind of grit, passion, that hardworking mentality, kind of a little physical there, you know, physical mentality, all of that. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that's going to transition over to see if he's sticking with what he did at Memphis or if he's kind of adjusted it a little bit to fit the players that he has at Charleston. There's certainly, despite the rivalry that brewed up last year between uh, Pierman and Louisville City, there's no lack of respect between the two coaches. Uh, and Ben Pierman of Charleston spoke about Louisville City and had uh, some glowing words to say about, about Louisville when he spoke to reporters earlier this week. We're excited, obviously, playing a really tough Louisville team, best club in the league. So 
Um, we're going to get after it and, and try to put our put our stamp on the game and go from there and see what we can get. They've got great experience, great players, great coaches, you know, top club, these, these things. Um, you know, we're playing well, so we've got to find that balance of continuing to improve, um, but also fighting like crazy to try to get three points. We're at home. Hopefully we can use the, the, the supporters to tilt it into our favor, but it'll be a really tough 50-50 match. So that's the Charleston Battery head coach, Ben Pierman. Danny Cruz, we heard from him earlier, but uh, he also spoke about Charleston and spoke a little bit about Louisville City's game plan heading into tonight's game. Here's Danny Cruz. Very similar style of play. Uh, defensively, a, a strong group. Uh, difficult to break down. Uh, they have a lot of quality. Uh, so so going there is going to be a, a, another good challenge for us. Um, but certainly believe in the in the group that we have here. Just need to make sure that most importantly, we start the game the right way, especially there on the road. So uh, if we can do that, I think we'll put ourselves in a position to, to hopefully come away uh, with a positive result. So there you have it, the vo- words of the two head coaches from tonight's game, Danny Cruz of Louisville City and Ben Pierman of Charleston Battery. Not only is it a battle for first place in the Eastern Conference, it's also a battle for the all-time winningest club title. These two teams tied in the modern era of the USL with 140 regular season wins apiece. So the winner of tonight's game will go to the top of the heap all-time in the USL. When we come back after this break, Casey will give us her keys to the game. It's Louisville City against the Charleston Battery here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Louisville City fans, this is Oscar Jimenez. Remember, if it's Loose City, it plays right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. You're listening to Louisville City FC pre-match coverage on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 
We are preparing for tonight's game. Louisville City on the road at the Charleston Battery. It is a battle for the top place in the Eastern Conference. Casey Whitfield has her keys for tonight's game. So tonight, Lou City has to capitalize on their opportunities. We have to do a better job of making the chances that we do get in games count. We've had several 1-0 games lately, and we've struggled a bit with finding the back of the net. So tonight, we have to be more clinical and more technical when we get in front of goal and put that ball in the back of the net. Next, aware of runners. Charleston is a team that likes to send a lot of bodies forward. They are very dynamic in their movement in and behind the back line and in front of goal. So we have to make sure that we're communicating these runners to our teammates so we can be aware of them and not allow them to slip through unmarked. Then finally, checked in for the full 90-plus. As I mentioned earlier, Charleston has won many games on late goals. They are very good at catching teams off guard and capable of scoring many different ways. So we have to make sure tonight that we're not losing focus and staying engaged for the full game so we don't give away the game in the last few minutes. When we come back, starting lineups and the kickoff for tonight's game, Louisville City at the Charleston Battery. You're listening to it here on ESPN 680, 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. From their first steps to their first dance, High chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids. For all the care along the way. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Ellison Bodenhausen Orthopedics has cared for UofL athletes and all of Kentuckiana for more than 50 years. From physical therapy to total joint replacement, Ellison Bodenhausen offers the highest quality orthopedic service. They guarantee same-day appointments. Whether your little one was injured on the playground or ball field, your significant other got hurt at work, or your elderly parent is suffering from aches and pain. Ellison Bodenhausen has a new office in New Albany at the corner of Grant Line Road and 265. Proud supporter of UofL athletics and you. Book your appointment at enbortho.com. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville City fans, this is Noah McCabe. Tune in to Soccer City at 6 p.m. each Thursday on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app to hear exclusive conversations with players like me. Rain has pushed back the kickoff to 8 o'clock, initially scheduled for 7.30, but now those storms have passed in Charleston, South Carolina. It is 66 degrees and pleasant at Patriots Point Soccer Stadium. Tonight's starting lineups are presented by 
Breeze Airways. We will begin with Louisville City playing on the road tonight. No changes for head coach Danny Cruz following the one to nothing win over San Antonio. The exact same lineup that uh, started that game starts this one. It's Oliver Zimla, the rookie in goal, making his fifth start of the year, his fourth in the league. He has yet to concede a goal uh, in any across all competitions in any of those games. The back four in front of him, Amadou Dia on the left. Josh Winder returns from U.S. men's national team camp. He did not play in Wednesday night's USA-Mexico friendly in Phoenix, Arizona before 55,000. He was on the bench, did not play, so he's got a full fitness about him right now. He starts for Louisville City at left center back. He's paired with Sean Tosh at the center back spot, and then Manny Perez is the right back. In midfield for Louisville City, Tyler Gibson is joined by Rasmus Tlufsen and Paolo Del Piccolo, the captain, and then the front three for Louisville City. Enoch Matiti Mushagalusa down the left, Brian Ownby down the right, and Wilson Harris, who has scored in two consecutive games, is the starting center forward. Charleston Battery, they're in first place in the Eastern Conference. They lead Louisville City by two points in the standings. We mentioned his name in pregame. Louisville native Trey Muse starts tonight in goal, his seventh start of the season in his first year in Charleston. It will be potentially a back five in front of him, but for right now we'll call it a back four. It's Declan Wynn at left back, A.J. Patterson and Leland Archer at center back, and then Derek Dodson at right back. He will likely get well forward. In the midfield, Chris Allen and Dante Polvara each playing in their seventh game of the season. Polvara has been a goal scorer this year. Three attacking midfielders, a bright star, 17 years old, a Mexican youth international, Fidel Barajas. He starts for the seventh straight game this season. He has scored and has three assists. He's joined in the attack by Tristan Traeger and Nick Markinick, who has scored three goals this year for Charleston. And the center forward for Charleston, the reigning USL player of the week, Augustine Williams. He scored four times, including two goals last week. He starts as the center forward, the number nine. Our referee tonight, Kalen Radosov, and we are underway in South Carolina, Louisville City wearing white on the road with purple numerals and trim, black stripes on the front of the shirt, black pinstripes, I should say. And they are moving from left to right in this first half. Charleston in their traditional colors. This is their 31st season as an organization. They wear gold shirts with black stripes and black sleeves, black shorts with red numerals and black socks as well. And it is Charleston possession right now all the way back in front of their penalty area. It's A.J. Patterson. He plays it to Declan Wynn at left back. Wynn up the near sideline. Here's Tristan Traeger who's dropping back deep to get a touch of the ball and it's out of play. Last touched by Brian Ownby of Louisville City. It'll be a throw to Charleston on the near side. They're left in their defensive half. 50 seconds gone by in this game in Charleston, South Carolina. Louisville City's high press battling for the ball. Paolo Del Piccolo slides in for a challenge and he forces a clearance from A.J. Patterson, but that clearance was played off of Del Piccolo, so it's another throw to Charleston on the near side, the left in their defensive half. One thing I'm noticing already is how wet the field is. You can see when the ball bounces, there's puddles of water. The player's running. You can see the water on the field. So that is definitely something that you'll want to know. It's going to affect the speed of the ball. It's going to affect how fast you're able to run. It's going to play a factor in the game, so you just have to be aware of that as you're thinking of playing the ball, as you're making runs, making moves going forward, and so forth. Foul against Louisville City gives a free kick here to Charleston in their defensive half. They've yet to get the ball past midfield on this recent little spell of possession. A minute and a half gone in this game. Now Patterson sends it long. A flicked on header there from Traeger. Now Augustine Williams brings it down in the attacking end. Defended by Sean Tosh on the near sideline. Williams goes down. No foul. It remains Charleston possession as they knock the ball around in the attacking half. It's Allen. Now Williams still on the left wing. 
deep near the corner flag. Plays it on the ground. Running through was Markinick. It's blocked by Manny Perez, and it's out for a Charleston throw. On the near side, their left. Again, Charleston, they are battling for first place in the East tonight with Louisville City. They're also trying to end a losing streak to Louisville City. They've not defeated Louisville since 2018. This is, of course, a series that goes back to 2015. It was, in fact, Louisville City's first ever playoff game was against Charleston back in 2015. So they've got some history against one another, but Louisville has dominated that history recently. Remains Charleston possession. They had to work it all the way back to the goalkeeper under pressure from Louisville City. And then A.J. Patterson tries to play it long off of his preferred left foot, and it's just a bad pass. It's errant out of play past the near sideline, so a throw to Louisville City now. On the near side, their right, just in front of Danny Cruz and the Louisville City bench. It'll be the right back, Manny Perez, to take it. And this is exactly how I expected this game to play. A little bit of a chess match so far. Both teams trying to feel the other team out to see what they're going to be able to get away with and where the open pockets are. Brian Ombi now takes a second throw after the first throw was knocked out of play. And Louisville City playing with the ball at their feet now with Sean Tosh on the near side in the defensive half. Clips it forward in the air to midfield to Wilson Harris. He tried to chest it down to a teammate, but no one was there. And now Charleston takes over. Leland Archer, the right center back, plays it back to the goalkeeper. Trey Muse, who sends it long. A battle in the air. Winder wins it for Louisville City. Josh Winder. And now here come the boys in purple wearing white on the road tonight into the attack. It's Wilson Harris. He turns on his right foot. Dribbles on the inside left, through to the box to Brian Ombi, but the pass too hot for Ombi to catch up to. It's past the end line, a goal kick for Charleston. And not a bad idea there. I like the turn from Wilson Harris. Brian Ombi makes a good run across. Wilson Harris just does not put the right weight on that pass, but I like the creativity. I like the dynamic movement between those three. When they're interchanging like that, that's how they're going to be the most dangerous up top, and that's how they're going to be able to break down that back line. Tonight's game in Patriots points, Charleston for a long, long time, played in a stadium called Blackbaud Stadium. It was one of the first soccer-specific stadiums ever built in the U.S., but it closed after the 2019 season, so they moved to this facility, which previously and actually currently houses the College of Charleston Athletic Programs. Here comes Charleston in the attack. Marketing forward to Augustine Williams inside the box on the left side. A sliding challenge there from Josh Winder. Charleston wants a penalty. No penalty given. The ball goes past the end line. It will be, though, a corner kick to Charleston. And our first real opportunity for either team there. And Charleston is able to win a corner out of it. It'll come from the near side, their left. And really, there is no penalty in question there. It's a nice little scooped ball over the top. I truly think Williams should not have let that ball bounce because the minute he lets it bounce, he allows Winder to have time to be able to come over. So if Williams able to kind of settle that one out of the air, I think he could have a go on frame. But a beautiful slide tackle from Josh Winder. Here comes the corner. It's into the mouth of goal and just headed away. Comes back to the corner kick taker. He drives in a ball. It's knocked loose. Louisville City's going to come out with it, though. Tyler Gibson plays it on the ground to Brian Ombi, and now Lou City trying to counter. Ownby dribbling towards midfield, cuts it infield now, still with Ownby into the attacking half, into the center circle. It's past Rasmus Tolufsen, uh, but Dia is there. He clips it forward. Mushaglusa on the right, Mushaglusa toward goal, and Muse makes the stop. A quick break there for Louisville City. Enoch Mushaglusa on the right side there, drove the ball in low on the ground. I believe it was Paolo Del Piccolo who was the target, but Muse was smart to it and just dove on the ball just ahead of Del Piccolo inside the six-yard box. I love that service into the box, though, from Mushigalusa. Those low-driven balls are so dangerous because it forces the goalkeeper to have to make a decision, decide to come out. It's also very dangerous because players are running back. Trey Muse does very well to come out and get that one, but really good side-to-side play by Lou City, changing the point of attack that's will allow them to be able to counter quickly. 
five minutes and now 50 seconds gone by in Charleston and a good start for both teams. Both teams with chances there after that little sequence. Charleston from the corner and Louisville City from the counterattack. Here comes Charleston trying to come forward. Augustine Williams holds it up well. Traeger clips it behind for Williams. The flag goes up. It'll be offside against Augustine Williams. Again, a red-hot scorer and the reigning USL Player of the Week. He was a member of Charleston's team last year, and he was all USL second team last season after scoring a boatload of goals. He's back and has resumed that goal-scoring form, but he was offside there, and it's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive end. And I believe Williams just got a yellow card, too, for delaying a restart. He was trying to stay up and try to pressure the free kick there, and you, you can't really do that. you got to allow the free kick to be able to happen. So you are correct, Casey. An early World of Beer yellow card in the seventh minute of this game. Kalen Radosov is the referee tonight, and he shows that yellow card to Augustine Williams. So Williams showing a World of Beer yellow card. He's in the book for Charleston. Fifth third free kick, won by Charleston near midfield, and then a foul goes against Louisville City. So we'll have a free kick here for Charleston in their attacking half by about 10 yards, just 10 yards past midfield on the inside right. But a very back-and-forth choppy start right now. Neither team has really had an extended spell of possession. As we get a look at a replay here, shows what you were talking about, Casey, that Augustine Williams just stood over the ball when Josh Winder tried to take it quickly on that free kick. So that's why he was shown that yellow card. And good awareness there from Winder because I think Winder recognized that he was trying to block the free kick. So he intentionally played it into Williams and then kind of threw his arms up. So very good awareness, though, from Winder to recognize that opportunity. After the Charleston free kick, they worked it all the way back to the back line. And the long ball was intercepted by Louisville's Manny Perez. Louisville turns to Winder now. He plays it long towards Wilson Harris. A battle for possession on that long ball. It'll fall to A.J. Patterson, and he will allow the ball to roll into the feet of Trey Muse, who came off of his line for it. So no threat there for Louisville City. Again, Charleston, the top-scoring team, one of the three top-scoring teams in the league entering play this weekend with 12 goals. And Louisville City, meanwhile, a stout defensive team of late three straight clean sheets for them. Charleston trying to work the ball from right to left in the attacking half, but well read once again by Manny Perez. He intercepts it for Louisville City, plays it back to Oliver Zimler, the Louisville goalkeeper, sends it long under pressure, a battle for possession near midfield. Louisville City comes down with it. Here's Mushaglusa on the far side, the right. He'll drop it backward to Amadou Dia. Uh, Charleston pressing high right now. Dia to Winder, now back to Dia on the far sideline, on the ground to Mushaglusa. They're trying to play out of the back. Mushaglusa slips on the wet turf. Was there a foul? There was. But it's against Mushagalusa, as he just tried to hold up Dodson. After Mushagalusa slipped, Dodson had a clear look at the ball, and it looks like Mushagalusa just tried to hold him back. So probably a smart foul there for Mushagalusa to take after he slipped on the wet turf. Again, rain delayed this game by 30 minutes. And it looked there, Casey, like that wet turf played a factor. It absolutely did. His feet just completely slid out from under him, and it looks like he was trying to get up and didn't really see Dotson there. And as he was getting up, his hand kind of grabbed him. Just an unfortunate foul there, but you can see the amount of water on this field. That is definitely playing a factor. The players have, several players have been slipping. So just something to keep in mind. The ball is going to skip quite a bit, too. So goalkeepers are definitely going to have to be on their A game. Chance for an opening goal here for Charleston. They whip it into the box. It was high in the air and well defended by Louisville City. They're trying to break here through Wilson Harris, but he can't come up with the ball. It's back with Charleston. They play to the near sideline. Patterson a header towards Williams. Well read by Sean Tosh. And now Manny Perez will clear it upfield for Louisville City, but his clearance is intercepted by Patterson on the left wing. Puts a cross in low on the ground at the near post, stabbed away by Tosh. Now Ownby with it as Louisville just tries to get out of trouble right now. Ownby clips it over the top for Tyler Gibson. They're trying to turn this defensive opportunity into an attacking opportunity. 
opportunity. Gibson plays it long forward after Ombi continued his run, but no one on the end of the ball. Tlufson will chase it, but it'll roll to the feet of Muse, and he turns and dribbles it into the penalty area where he's allowed to pick it up, and he does pick it up for Charleston. And this game really has been how I expected it. Neither team really having many clear looks on goal. They've both done very well in the build-up play. But with both of these teams having extremely talented defense and really good defensive shape, it is going to be very difficult to break down. So it's just going to try to find when do those players make that mistake and can you capitalize on those mistakes? We've played 10 minutes in South Carolina. It is scoreless right now, 0-0 between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery. When these two teams met most recently, it was last season, late in the year, in the summer in Louisville, Kentucky at Lynn Family Stadium. It was a 4-1 Louisville City victory. Last year, they played in Charleston on Thunder Day as well. So uh, a little history repeating itself there. It was a 1-1 tie to Charleston in this game last year at Charleston. Charleston with the ball right now in the attacking half. They've got it in their midfield with Polvara. He switches fields to the left side. Here's Wynn. Wynn plays it to the back post. Headed away by Winder at the top of the area. Charleston had a look at it. It'll fall, though, to Brian Ombi. He'll play it wide right to Manny Perez. Perez streaking forward. He's dribbling towards midfield. Still Manny Perez with it. Gets past midfield into the attacking half. Is he shoved aside? No, it went out of play. The ball went out of play. I thought maybe it was a foul when the assistant referee raised his flag. Instead, the ball was out of play. It'll be a throw to Charleston on the near side the left. Manny Perez made about a 35-yard run with the ball at his feet there just to relieve the pressure for Louisville City, but wasn't able to generate any kind of attack. He didn't really have many options going forward. Really, his only option was to continue to press forward because of the way the two Charleston defenders were on him. His only choice was to continue to go straight. Just unfortunate that the ball bounced the way that it did and ended up rolling out of bounds instead of staying on that line for him. We've played 11 and a half minutes, and really it's been a 50-50 game so far. Charleston has had a bit of the ball, probably a little bit more of the ball than Louisville City to this point, uh, but both teams have had a, a decent chance, and it's been really a physical battle in the middle of the field, battling for possession. Here comes Charleston forward. They have it with their center forward, Augustine Williams, on the left side. Drops it off to Traeger on the left, defended by Winder. Puts in a cross with his left foot, loose in the box, and a shot goes over the bar. Just a shot there from Markinick. At the top of the six-yard box, on the inside left of that six-yard box, and just got under the ball. It was well defended by Tosh, who was right there as well for Louisville City. First of all, a great ball in from Traeger. Markinick just sticking with the ball after it was knocked down, swung his left foot through it, and just put it over the bar. And this just shows how dangerous they are and how many bodies they get into that box very, very quickly. A good cross sent in. Very well defended, though, by Lou City, getting their body between the player and the goal, making it really difficult on that angle to have that shot. So Lou City just has to continue to put themselves between Charleston and the goal. And then Charleston knocking at the door. They're beginning to generate more and more offense. Certainly the best chance of the game so far. It comes in the 13th minute. Here comes Louisville City from the ensuing goal kick. It was sent long by Zimla, brought down by Ombi. He tried to thread it through to Wilson Harris, intercepted by Charleston. They're coming forward with the ball in the black and gold shirts. Uh, a long ball over the top for Traeger to chase, but he's not going to get to it. Zimla watches it just outside of his penalty area on the right side. And like Trey Muse a moment ago, Zimla will dribble back into his penalty area. Uh, but he'll keep the ball at his feet for the moment. He's not going to pick it up just yet. They'll try and build out of the back Louisville City. Not under any pressure, Zimla. He touches it forward to Josh Winder. Winder at the top of the box, surveying his options. A couple of players just standing nearby for Charleston. And so Winder sends it long all the way down to the other end. And the goalkeeper for Charleston, Trey Muse, will watch the ball roll past the inline. It'll be a goal kick here to the battery. Thirteen and a half minutes gone by before a decent crowd. 
in Charleston, South Carolina. They average about 3,000 fans at this facility that seats probably around 5,000, I would say. Again, it was the home of the College of Charleston soccer program. And then when Blackboard Stadium was demolished in 2019, the Charleston Battery came here and built a large stand on the far sideline to complement the one on the near sideline that was already there. So a decent-sized stadium at this level. And they call it home now and have since 2020. It's a poor pass there from Charleston after they restarted play from the goal kick. It goes out of play on the near sideline. It'll be a throw to Louisville City. The ball just kind of got caught up in the water there on the field, Casey. Again, the rain came coming down before this game caused a 30-minute delay. And again, this field just looks waterlogged right now. It is completely waterlogged, especially on those sides. And you can see the discoloration on the field, too. It's way darker on the sides, and that's where most of the water has gathered. It is a natural grass field, so that does, like I've been saying, it does play a big difference, and we're kind of seeing that in the way that Lou City isn't able to truly possess through the middle of the field. Oh, here's a chance for Louisville City, and the goalkeeper Muse made a stop on what might have been an own goal. It was on the left side with Rasmus Tlufson. He whipped in a ball towards Wilson Harris, who was making the run in the middle. The ball didn't reach Harris, but the defender... I believe it was A.J. Patterson for Charleston. Stuck out a leg to try and deter it away. It was Brian Ombi actually, who made the run in the middle. Tried to deter it away from Brian Ombi, and it deflected right into the hands of Trey Muse, the goalkeeper. And if, he, if Muse had not made that stop, it would have surely been an own goal against Charleston. But that was certainly a chance for Louisville City. Well, I think if he doesn't go for it, though, Brian Ombi's right there to tap it in. So regardless, he has to make that move there. Muse, though, very good instincts, very good reaction to be able to get his hands on that one. But I love the service from Tellefson. It's, again, that low-driven ball right behind that back line between the goalkeeper. It's a great service, and Brian Ombi made a great run. Lucity has to continue to build on this energy, on this momentum. It's Charleston ball now after that chance for Louisville City. They've got it along their back line with Leland Archer. Uh, Harris came up for some pressure. Archer plays it back to a teammate, and his pass is intercepted. Here comes Lucity with numbers. Running forward, Rasmus Tlufson. Harris inside the box on the left side. Crosses it towards the back post and headed away by a Charleston defender behind for a corner kick for Louisville City. Ownby was on the back post lurking, and were it not for that header from that Charleston defender, I think it might have been Declan Wynn, it would have been another chance for Brian Ownby. Just a break there for Louisville City with numbers and a decent ball across for Harris. It was A.J. Patterson, actually, who had the clearance for Charleston. Good service in the box, though, from Wilson Harris. He got his head up. He saw Brian Omi making the back post run. He just needed to lift it up a little bit more so he could get it over Patterson and it could find Omi. But a good, quick attack, and that came from them pressing higher up the field. 5-5 corner kick from the near side. It's from Paolo Del Piccolo high into the air to the back post. A battle for the ball over there and a foul called against Brian Omi as he just pulled a Charleston defender down while trying to reach the ball. So that 5-5 corner Goes wasted for Louisville City. We're in the 17th minute, a 0-0 game between the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. And I'm surprised that they went for such a lofted ball. So many times when you go for that lofted ball, it allows time for the defense to be able to get set, to to get their position, to know where the ball is going to fall. I usually like to see more of a driven ball on corner kicks. Lucity comes up with another turnover. Maybe another chance here for the boys in purple. It's Musha Galusa, top of the box on his right foot, dragging it into the middle of the field. Plays it now to the near side to Brian Ombi. He's on his left foot. Now on the inside right is Del Piccolo. Wide right, Manny Perez. Still in the attack just outside of the Charleston box. Now Ombi on the right side. Into the 
middle to Gibson. He turns and plays it to the left to Tlefson. Further left now from Tlefson to Amadou Dia, just to the left of the box. Here's his cross. In towards the six-yard box, headed high into the air by a Charleston defender. Top of the box now, Manny Perez tries to bring it down. He does. Ombi's there with him. Ombi comes and picks up the ball. Ombi on the inside right. Ball to the top of the area towards Mushigalusa. Cleared away by A.J. Patterson of Charleston. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side the right. The ideas in that buildup were also great. Just the services were a little bit off. One of them a little bit too high. The other one it's a little bit too low. They just have to be able to find that sweet spot. And a lot of that comes from picking up, picking your head up and picking out the player that you're playing the ball to. Momentum on the side right now of Louisville City. It's Wilson Harris from the throw trying to dribble through three defenders. Cleared away. The header won by Tlufson, but his header... Uh, down to the ground and won by Allen of Charleston and Charleston takes over in possession. It's Archer now Allen under pressure from Louisville City they're trying to turn them over once again. Back to Muse the goalkeeper and now Patterson who has space as Louisville City drops off now. Patterson wearing the captain's armband tonight for Charleston. Dribbles forward hits the ball long from left to right and that ball was behind the runner on the far sideline. That was Fidel Barajas the 17 year old young star who's already assisted three goals this season. So it's out of play. A throw to Louisville City on the far side there left. They take it in their defensive half. It's Gibson in the middle of the field right now. Plays it on the ground to the right center back, Sean Tosh. Wide right now to Manny Perez who stands at the midfield stripe. He dribbles forward. The ball checks up in a puddle of water there for a moment. Perez circles back around, plays it backward to Winder. He's in the center circle. Winder dribbles forward into the attacking half, clips the ball high into the air down the far side line. That was toward Mushagalusa, headed away by a defender for Charleston. It'll go out for a throw to Louisville City on the far side, the left in the attacking half. Dia takes it quickly. It is in field now. To That's Tlufson. Now backward here to Josh Winder. Winder under pressure there from Barajas. He turns, kept, keeps the ball on the ground. It's Amadou Dia for Lou City. The attack's still going. Dia, ball into the box. Cleared away by Leland Archer on an awkward clearance, but he's able to get the job done. It's a throw to Louisville on the far side, the left in the attacking final third. This has been some of the best build-up plays so far for Lou City in this game. They've been seeing the ball quite a bit. Now it just comes down to finding that final little pass, that final little through ball to connect the all the buildup that you're doing in the middle of the field to push it into that final third, but really good stuff right now from Lou City. We're in the 20th minute looking for an opening goal on Lou City with the momentum right now. It is Mushagalusa on the left side, dribbling in field on his right foot, a defender right there on his hip. The defender fouls him. It's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. In the attacking half on the inside left, they try and take it quickly, but the referee's going to pull it back and allow Charleston to set up defensively here. We've passed into the 21st minute in a 0-0 game, but Louisville City knocking on the door right now, and they have a fifth-third free kick in a promising position, Casey. An excellent opportunity to whip a nice ball in and see if they can get a look on target, see if they can find that header. Typically, they're looking for Sean Tosh making that back post run so they can head it back across the goal face. I like the try, the idea to try to go quickly to Wilson Harris, but nine times out of ten that's going to get called back because the ref is usually going to try to get the wall set and whatnot. But looking for a nice service to that back post, kind of in between that six-yard box and PK spot. Here comes Tlufsano. He leaves it off for Del Piccolo. He sends it long into the box and over everyone's head. It bounces behind. It's going to be a goal kick to Charleston. That fifth-third free kick there for Louisville City goes wasted. Uh, just overhit that ball, and no one making that back post run could catch up to it for Louisville City. I'm wondering if he wanted to maybe bend it a little bit into the run of Brian Ombi because there was no one even in the area where Paulo Del Piccolo was playing that. It was not the way they wanted that to go. Kind of a wasted opportunity and a little bit frustrating if you're Lou City because you've done all this great work, all this great buildup, and to have that free kick wasted just, just seems a little disappointing. 
So it will be a goal kick here for Trey Muse. Again, a Louisville native playing against his hometown team. He left Louisville while he was still in high school to go, to go join up with the Seattle Sounders of Major League Soccer, played in their youth setup, but never quite broke through with the Sounders and has bounced around a few times in his career. He's been with Loudoun United previously. Last year he spent with Memphis on loan from Loudoun, and now he's just signed outright to Charleston. Here they come in the attack, the battery. They whip in a good ball over the head of Augustine Williams. It'll drift all the way to the near sideline where it's kept in play, I believe, by Wynn. He drops it off backward to a teammate. Now Allen in the midfield for Charleston. They have the opportunity. I take my turn. You take your turn stuff right now in this game. They have the opportunity, Charleston, to build an attack. It's Wynn on the near sideline. Clips it down the near sideline towards Traeger, but Traeger wasn't on the same page as Wynn. It's intercepted by Manny Perez of Louisville. Louisville clears it forward. It's one back by Charleston. It's Allen on the near sideline. Still in the Louisville half as Charleston just tries to turn the screw a little bit here. It's back to Patterson. Now Archer into the center circle. Dropping deep there was Polvara. Now to the far sideline. This is Derek Dodson on the right side. Back into Polvara. They're in the center circle now. Polvaro across the center circle on the ground to Allen. 22 minutes and 25 seconds and counting upward in a 0-0 game. Now Traeger on the inside left. In the middle of the field, it is Polvara for Charleston. Just probing around this Louisville City defense right now. Archer in the center circle. Patterson on the left side, the left center back. Plays it to the near sideline to win. The left back playing well forward. Infield now to a teammate. Back to Allen. Just knocking the ball around the outside of this Louisville City defense right now, Casey. But Louisville looks organized. Yeah, what they're trying to do is they're trying to work the ball side to side, move it as much as they can until they're going to be able to create the pockets. The minute that one of the Lou City players does not do their job and does not shift into position, Charleston is going to make them pay. So Lou City has to stay disciplined in that shape. They have to continue to move side to side and be patient. Patterson finally clipped the ball forward. It was intercepted by Manny Perez, but now uh, Charleston turns Louisville over. A chance for them, a shot on target, and Zimla makes the save. The shot was hit right at Zimla from Markinick. Nick Markinick, who has scored three times this season, had the shot on his left foot. He already put one over the bar. That one was on target, but it was directly into the chest of Oliver Zimla, Louisville City's goalkeeper. And really not threatening to Zimla whatsoever, but a disappointing turnover from Lou City in a dangerous area that led to that when Williams had a nice layoff to Markinick at the top of the box and Markinick one time hit that just did not make the contact he wanted Lou City has to make sure they're taking care of the ball in their defensive final third ball is I believe an offside call has gone against Louisville City and it has it'll be a free kick here to Charleston it was just as you mentioned Casey a really poor turnover by Louisville City they were trying to work the ball out of the back and they just gave it right to Charleston, who was streaking forward with numbers. And Markinick called his own number there. Uh, and just unfortunate for him, perhaps fortunate for Louisville City, that he hit it directly at Oliver Zimla, who stood tall and made a strong save. After the free kick from Charleston, Louisville won the ball, but they couldn't do anything with it. And a pass over hit from the midfield rolls into the feet of Trey Muse, the Charleston goalkeeper. And I feel like this game has just been played in a bunch of waves. And one time it's Lucity. They have the momentum. They're going forward. They're looking like the aggressor. Then the next minute, Charleston is the team that's going forward being the aggressor. So really, it's, it's a difficult match because these teams play such a similar style that it is just trying to find which team makes a mistake, which player is out of place, and how can we make them pay when we are able to finally get a player out of place because these teams are very disciplined. And it has played out 25 minutes in here in a scoreless game. It's played out, I think, pretty fairly for the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. There have been some mistakes for both teams, uh, but both teams have had their chances. It's been a very even game so far. I couldn't agree more. Both teams have had their opportunities. Both teams have played incredible defense, and it's been just a really entertaining 
chess match of soccer, not really for like chances created entertaining, but more of just the strategy entertaining. There was a fun little moment there. It's going to result in a corner kick, or rather a goal kick for Louisville City. A fun moment because the 17-year-old Mexican youth international, Fidel Barajas, was battling with Louisville City's 17-year-old American U.S. international, Josh Winder there, and Winder was able actually to draw a foul, so it's not a goal kick, but it's a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. Two young stars who got some hype coming into this game, Barajas, the 17-year-old for Charleston, and Winder, again fresh off of a call-up to the U.S. men's senior national team. He was on the bench for their 1-1 tie with Mexico in Glendale, Arizona, at the home of the Phoenix Car- or the Arizona Cardinals, I should say, before 55,000 fans last week. What an opportunity that was for Winder. I'm, I'm sure what an experience it was for him as well. Here he is on the ball, under some pressure, Josh Winder, just outside of the Louisville box, plays it wide left to Amadou Dia down the far sideline. That's to Rasmus Tlufson. Tlufson turns, plays it forward toward Del Piccolo, but he can't catch up to it. And Del Piccolo, in fact, commits a foul, trying to battle for possession with a Charleston defender. That was Dodson who had the ball and just had the position in, Del, uh, in front of Paolo. So a foul against Paolo Del Piccolo and a free kick here to Charleston in their defensive half on their inside right. I love that Paolo's sitting there trying to argue, I got the ball, I got the ball. And a lot of times players do argue that, but the ref is always like, yes, you may have gotten the ball, but it's because you went through the player to get the ball. And because Paolo tackled the Charleston player, he was able to get the ball. But I do think it's always funny when players argue, well, I got the ball as the player's rolling on the ground. 26 minutes and 50 seconds and counting upward, and Louisville City's pressure has forced a turnover from Charleston. Muse, the goalkeeper, just had to send it long under pressure, and his pass went out of play. So it's a throw to Louisville City on the near side, the right. Manny Perez sends it down the near sidelines toward Del Piccolo, and it's intercepted there by Charleston's win, a battle for possession. It's going to fall to Polvara in the midfield for Charleston. He drops it off to Derek Dodson. Again, Dodson, one of three players in this lineup tonight for Charleston that followed their head coach, Ben Pierman, over from Memphis in the offseason. It's now with Patterson, who has been a longtime Charleston battery player. Now win on the near sideline, the left back. He plays it long into the attacking half. Brought in by Barajas, now to Williams. Now in the middle to Allen as Charleston builds forward. Allen dribbling into the center circle into the attacking half. Plays it wide right here. Dodson playing forward. Now Markinick on the far sideline. Back to Dodson as Louisville City comes forward to press a little bit. It's now Archer along the back line and Patterson. They're in the Charleston defensive half just by a couple of yards. Win across midfield into the attacking half to Traeger. Traeger battling with Perez, and Perez with a great tackle. No foul called. Here comes Benny Perez streaking forward into the attacking half. He'll be sent to the near sideline by a defender. He's able to clip it infield towards Ownby, though, but tracking back was Polvara to intercept it for Charleston. Manny Perez does really well to win the ball there and moves forward quickly. I just think he has to be a little quicker in his decision-making on the ball. He has to get rid of the ball. He can't keep dribbling that long because if he continues to dribble, he allows the defense to recover back, and then they turned it over eventually. But really good defense for Manny Perez, just better decision-making when you're on the ball. Just a battle right now for possession, and finally Louisville City is able to come out with it after some nice footwork from Brian Ombi, and Louisville has an attack here. It's Winder. He dribbles into the attacking half by about 15 yards but turns and plays it back to Tosh. Now back to Winder, who's playing on the right side of the center circle for the moment. Now Tosh, the right center back, plays it over to Tyler Gibson, who's occupied the space that Winder left. Gibson back to Tosh. Tosh, a heavy touch to the near sideline, and he nearly gave it away to Traeger, just played it off of Traeger, and the ball will be out of play on the near side. Tosh was able to win that throw for Louisville City. 29 minutes gone in this game, still looking for an opening goal. Again, the field very wet right now. 
there are puddles on the field. When the ball rolls on the ground, it often is slowed down by heavy patches of water after a heavy rain that deterred or delayed this game rather by 30 minutes. Uh, Louisville City in white on the road, moving from left to right in this first half. Charleston wearing gold at home. It is after the throw-in from Louisville City. Winder dribbling forward. Has the ball knocked off of his feet. It'll fall to Musha Galusa for Louisville City. Here comes Enoch into the attack. On the left side, Musha Galusa dribbling in. Overlapping run from Dia. Dia ball on the ground towards Wilson. Harris is deflected behind. And it'll be a 5-5 corner kick here to Louisville City from the far sideline there left. Really good from Louisville City. I love when they're able to turn the ball over and then quickly transition into offense. It catches teams off guards because oftentimes teams are expecting Louisville City to play that more possession-style soccer, to move the ball side to side. So when they're able to transition quickly, they often catch teams off guard as they did there with Charleston. And still inside technically the opening half hour, and we are just now at the half hour mark in this game as Louisville City has another Vi-Fi corner kick after a quick promising-looking attack. It'll be from the far side, their left. It'll be Rasmus Tlufson to take it, an in-swinger off of his right foot. Barajas is up there defensively for Charleston, as also is, I believe, Brian Ombi for a short corner option if Louisville City wants to take the short corner. The referee organizing the players in the box. Here comes that Vi-Fi corner from Tlufson, near post. Flicked on header from Harris into the crowd, cleared away by Charleston, and then a foul goes against Louisville City inside the box, and so it will be a Free kick here to Charleston, just outside of their six-yard box. Muse, the goalkeeper, will take it. It was difficult to see exactly where the foul was, but I like the idea on that corner kick. They were looking to play that near post and have Wilson Harris flick it on. He is so good at that. That's how he scored last game. He scored several goals that way. So I really like the write-up for that corner kick. Just a little bit unfortunate on the execution of it, though. Yeah, Wilson Harris, two straight games in which he has scored, both on service from the left side against Detroit, and then most recently against San Antonio last Saturday, both games at Lynn Family Stadium. He battled injury early in the year, but has returned to full health and has resumed his starting position for Louisville City as the starting center forward. Last year's leading goal scorer scored 15 goals in league play, Wilson Harris. It's a throw to Charleston on the far sideline there left. It'll drop to Allen after a battle for possession. He'll play it backward to Archer, the right center back for Charleston. Then Muse, and now A.J. Patterson, left center back. He dribbles forward to the near sideline with Wynn. Under pressure from Musha Galusa, who's on the, uh, the right right now for Louisville City. And Musha Galusa forces a turnover uh, of sorts as, he, as Wynn just played it forward. But then Louisville City gives it right back as a pass from Del Piccolo to Manny Perez was too high for Perez to chest down. And it's out of play off of him. A throw to Charleston on the near side. There left Declan Wynn, a newcomer to this club this year, will take it. On the near sideline, just in front of Ben Pierman in the Charleston bench. It's back to win now from the throw. He clips it forward, and it's intercepted by Sean Tosh of Louisville City. And Louisville will come forward. It's just been kind of choppy uh, so far to my eye, Casey. We'll get to that thought in a moment. Here's Ombi on the left side in the attacking end, on the near, or on the end line, rather. Cuts it back, and there's a slip from Amadou Dia. Gives the ball back to Charleston, and Charleston will come forward. The field has certainly played a factor tonight as well. Well, it's funny that you think that, or that you said that you feel like it's been a bit choppy because I was thinking that neither team has really been solid in possession. It's just really been a bunch of back and forth. Both teams making some really poor mistakes when it comes to their build-up play, and I think that is due to the conditions of the field, and then also just due to the amount of pressure that both teams are putting each other under. Both teams play that high press style of soccer. Here's a chance maybe for Charleston Traeger across from the left side, headed away by. 
by Amadou Dia for Louisville. It comes out to Wilson Harris. He'll try and hold it up. He drops it off backward to Manny Perez. Perez will go backward further to Zimla. Zimla under some pressure, but good, smart, confident play there from Zimla. He plays it wide right to Mushagalusa. Infield now to Manny Perez. Back to Mushagalusa. Pressure all over right now from the yellow shirts of Charleston, but Louisville able to keep possession. It's Tosh now, still in the defensive half on the near sideline. He finally just clips it forward where it's intercepted by Allen, but he plays it out, and it's a throw to Louisville City on the near side, the right just in front of Danny Cruz and the Louisville bench. What else I think is interesting is both teams are playing in one of the most soaked areas of the field, and they continuously to keep going to that area, and it's just baffling because that's where a lot of the mistakes are happening. So if it were me, wouldn't you think to maybe try to go down the other side of the field or maybe look to play down the middle a little bit more because it seems that the sides are the wettest part of the field? I was going to ask you about that. As a foul goes against Louisville City, it'll be a free kick here to Charleston near midfield on the left side. The entire game, to my eye, has been played on the the if you want to split the field in half vertically it's been played on the near half the the left half for Charleston the right half for Louisville City they've hardly had the ball on the far side at all and the few times i feel like Louis City has had the ball on that far side they've been able to create chances so again it's just mind blowing to me that we're continuously going down the same side when we've had success on the other side so i'm not sure if that's intentional or if, if it's something that they need to address at halftime to see if they can figure out how to work the ball side to side a little bit more. Well, just to my eye, as Louisville City has taken over in possession along their back line with Tosh, to my eye, it seems like Charleston really is trying to force the ball down the left side. Maybe they feel like there's some advantage there for them. Here comes Louisville City, though, in the middle of the field this time with Brian Ombi. They're in the attacking half just outside of the box. He plays it right to Manny Perez. Perez's cross, a decent one curling in towards a runner in the middle of the area, but it's cleared away by a Charleston defender. That was Patterson once again, the captain for Charleston with the clearance. It's out for a Louisville throw on the near side, the right once again. It'll be Perez to take it infield to Palo Del Piccolo with just over 10 minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game between the top two teams in the Eastern Conference. The winner goes to the first place position in the East. Winder dribbled forward for Louisville City from midfield and he lost out in possession and Charleston takes over. They send it long down the far sideline and Amadou D will watch it go past the sideline a throw here to Louisville City. And I, I do I do see what you're saying, and I'm wondering if Charleston does feel like that left side is their strongest side. We're starting to see as we talk about it, of course, and they end up switching to the other side a bit more. But I, I think that the game needs to be spread out a little bit more. It needs to go side to side. That's how you're going to break down the opponent. But if you continue to go down the same side, you're not going to be as successful. So both teams, the key to breaking down either team is to work the ball from side to side, get those back lines moving to create those pockets of space to get the defense to kind of create some holes. The one thing I will say, though, uh, to sort of defend how this game has gone as Louisville City comes forward is that the, the ground is so wet that if you're trying to play on the ground, um, you know, often the ball has checked up because of a little puddle here and there. So playing, you know, playing a more attractive style uh, maybe is a little bit more difficult given the conditions. Still Louisville City pos- uh, possession. They have it in the attacking half with Amadou Dia. He clips the ball forward over the top for Harris to chase. Will he get there? No. Instead on the end line it will be Muse who goes to ground to keep it in play, the goalkeeper for Charleston. It absolutely is, and you could see just there on that ball, it chipped over top, and then the minute it hit the ground, it skipped so fast out of bounds. And so it's just trying to find the balance between driving it to your teammate because you have to make sure it's not going to get stuck in a puddle of water, but then not overhitting it. So it's it's a really delicate balance, and I think that's why we're seeing a few more long balls looking to go over top a bit more, a little sloppy on the passing. It's because of that. So the way to fix it, I think, is really just to either – when you're going to send the balls over top, 
play it from a little bit deeper or try to see if you can create shorter, easier passes for your teammates instead of trying to play too many long balls. Eight minutes to go in a 0-0 game in the first half. Eight minutes plus stoppage time to go in the first half. Louisville City at the Charleston Battery tonight. And a strong crowd has shown up in Charleston after rain delayed this game by 30 minutes. Here comes Charleston, a long ball over the top to Traeger to chase. They'll try and keep it in play, and he does by the corner flag on the near sideline. He'll dribble in against Manny Perez on his right foot. Traeger crossed to the back post, headed away by Dia of Louisville City. The ball will come out to the middle of the field, the inside right. It'll stay with Charleston, and they can continue this attack here. When there has been possession, when there has been rhythm, it's kind of gone in waves, as we've said and as you've said, Casey. And right now the wave riding with Charleston. It's Patterson forward on the ground to Polvara. On the inside left, Polvaro looking for Augustine Williams. He's able to get a touch to it, but Williams' ball goes right to Mushagalusa for Louisville. Here comes Louisville forward. In the center circle, Harris, he holds the ball up, plays it through to Mushagalusa, but the pass was too heavy, and it's well read there by Patterson. That was certainly an opportunity. If Wilson had gotten that pass right, Mushagalusa could have been in. Well, if he either if he got it right or if he decided to go himself a little bit, the defender fell, and I don't know if Harris knew that the defender fell. And so either if Harrison was able to check his shoulder, if Harris was able to, you know, be communicated to that he needed to take it himself a little bit because if he's able to take it himself, then he could slip it to Mushigalusa. Charleston trying to come forward, and here's a foul against Louisville City. I'm going to do Dio with a late challenge. No booking here. We have had one yellow card. Augustine Williams was booked. Inside the opening 10 minutes for a World of Beer yellow card. He's the center forward for Charleston, the leading scorer for them with four goals this season, and the reigning USL Player of the Week after scoring two goals last week. It'll be a free kick here to Charleston in their defensive half toward the far sideline, and their right back, Derek Dodson, will take it. He plays it on the ground to Leland Archer, the right center back. Harris up there for company for Louisville City, giving a little pressure. But he will back off now as the ball goes back to Muse, the goalkeeper. And now Patterson, as Charleston once again tries to work out of the back. We can't give you any statistics right now because the live stats apparently are not working for this game. So we cannot uh, contextualize what's happening. You just have to live with our descriptions of it. Got uh, just over five minutes to go here. Louisville City had a look at the ball temporarily. Manny Perez tried to dribble forward, gave it back to Charleston. They now work it down their far sideline. Dodson coming forward, the right back. He's got plenty of space. Still coming forward. Dodson into the middle of the field. Sliding challenge there from Sean Tosh to send the ball away. Falls to Paul Vara. Now far sideline. Dodson again. An opportunity to cross. Instead, he'll play it backward to Paul Vara. Paul Vara will cross. Here it comes in towards the penalty spot. Headed away by Tosh. His header will go toward midfield. And Charleston will continue this possession in this attack. Two excellent reads there from Sean Tosh. First, anticipating the pass and being able to cut that off. And then second, positioning himself very well in the service. He has been very good today so far with his positioning defensively. Allen to Traeger on the near side. Now back to Traeger. A sliding challenge for Manny Perez. No foul called, but it'll be a throw here to Charleston. On the near side, their left and their attacking final third. Louisville City's defensive final third. And again, the momentum right now on the side of Charleston, though we're still looking for an opening goal. We've had a couple of good chances for both teams, notably Markinick with two shots for Charleston. One was on target and saved by Zemla. One was over the bar. And Charleston may be looking to score an opening goal here in the dying moments of the first half. Four and a half minutes to go plus stoppage time. As we wait the restart, 
may actually have been a foul, I think Casey. it was a foul. It was a foul. So it's not a throw. It's a foul against Manny Perez of Louisville. And a free, a free kick here for Charleston. It'll play a little bit like a corner. Here it comes in towards the near post. Flicked on toward the back post. And then a final touch from Winder, I believe, will send it behind. That was a clear chance for Charleston. And were it not for Josh Winder just flicking that ball on its way, it might have fallen to a yellow shirt. It's behind for a corner kick now for Charleston. This will come from the far side there right. Really dangerous service in there. It's about the perfect height for the teammates to be able to get ahead on it. Loose City, though, does very well to defend it, but Charleston is so dangerous on set pieces. This corner kick will come from the far sideline. Two players, the far corner flag, rather. Two players standing over it for Charleston, a right-footed player and a left-footed player. They were just speaking, so here's the plan. It'll come from the left-footed player. High into the air towards the six-yard box. A header from Del Piccolo of Louisville to send it out of the box. It'll fall to Josh Winder. He heads it toward the near sideline, still with Winder as he tries to dribble around a Charleston player. That's Allen, but Allen beats him to the ball and wins possession for Charleston. Winder continues running forward as he applies some pressure in the attacking half, and now he'll finally drop back defensively as Charleston has played it all the way to the goalkeeper, Muse. Now Ombi providing pressure as it is with Wynn on the near sideline for Charleston. He Plays it down the near sideline, and no one on the end of it. It's out of play. A throw to Louisville. At midfield, it'll be Manny Perez to take it with three minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time in a 0-0 game. And although Winder wasn't able to do anything with that attack coming forward, that attack coming forward was absolutely critical because it pushed all the players out of the defensive half. It gave Loose City the possession. It allowed Loose City to, to be able to build a little bit and push out of the back, get into the offensive half. So it's a really good run there from Josh Winder. Louisville in possession once again. Amadou Dia on the far sideline tries to play it forward. I believe that's towards Rasmus Tlufson. And it's out for a throw to Louisville City off of a Charleston defender. It'll be taken here by Amadou Dia. Fidel Barajas was the defender there for Charleston. Dia takes, has the ball over his head now, takes the throw on the far sideline. It's Tlufson back to Dia further backward. Here is Tyler Gibson, and now back to midfield with Josh Winder, the left center back for Louisville. Winder picks up his head. Long ball from left to right to just outside of the box. Manny Perez, and he tried to flick on his header, tried to redirect his header towards Brian Ombi, but it wasn't really very close, and it's behind a goal kick here to Charleston. Interesting as to why he decided to do that because of where he was on the field. I think Manny Perez would have been better off maybe taking a step backwards and taking it off of his chest and seeing if he'd get a service in because as he's trying to flick that through to Brian Ombi, he's level with the 18-yard box but right outside of it by, by the sideline. So not really sure why he was trying to head it on to Brian Ombi when there was no space there. Just not, not the best decision-making there for Manny Perez. Goal kick for Charleston, taken by their goalkeeper, Muse, into the attacking half. They're trying to work it down the left side once again. It's Augustine Williams. Instead, he turns and plays the ball in the air to the far sideline. That is where I believe that may be Markinick who brings it down. It's Pulvara now back to Markinick. Actually, that's Derek Dodson on the far sideline, I believe now. And Fidel Barajas is up there as well. Barajas wins a throw for Charleston on the far side. They're right in their attacking half. A minute to go plus stoppage time in this first half. Still looking for the opening goal. It's now backward from the throw from Charleston into the center circle. A.J. Patterson has it on his preferred left foot. Plays it wide left to Allen. Allen forward on the ground looking for Traeger, but the pass was too heavy. Intercepted by Tosh. Here comes Lou City. Ownby in the attacking half. 
Cuts in field. Ownby still with the ball. Still dribbling in the middle of the field. Turns backward into the center circle. Drops it off to Gibson. Gibson now to the right center back, Sean Tosh. Tosh dribbles into the attacking half. Into the center circle. Back to Gibson. Now Ownby. Dead center of the field right now in the attacking half. Ownby turns backward to Gibson. They're drifting wide left. Now it is wide left to Amadou Dia. Left of the box. Inside left now Musha Galusa. Backward to Gibson. Middle of the field. Back to Ownby. Louisville City working possession here. As we work our way towards stoppage time, Ownby on the ground to Del Piccolo. Tried to 1-2 back to Ownby, but the pass was behind him. It was deflected by a Charleston battery defender. And here comes Charleston on the break. Ball forward to Traeger. Zimla, 30 yards out of his box, and he gets a touch and a key one at that. Touches it forward to Sean Tosh as Louisville wins the ball back and works it back into the attacking half. Tosh dribbling forward. It's out off of a Charleston player and a throw here to Louisville City. And how about that from Oliver Zimla? May have been risky, but he got there. I was shocked when I saw Zimla come running forward, especially because there was three defenders right there. But it was a great play. I mean, he made a great move. He won the ball, completely got it away from danger. So, I I mean, I can't be mad about it, but just surprised at the decision-making. And that's it. The referee blows his whistle to end the first half. There is no stoppage time. He ended it just right at that 45-minute mark. Were there stoppage time, it would have been presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. But there was no stoppage time, and so that is halftime. It is Charleston 0, Louisville 0 in South Carolina. This battle of the top two teams in the Eastern Conference with first place on the line. It's been very even tonight. It's been choppy. has not been the prettiest soccer, but there have been chances for both teams and certainly lots for us to talk about at halftime. Again, the score at the break, 0-0 between Louisville and Charleston. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. I'm an emergency medical technician. Today, I arrived at the scene of a crash. I've seen enough of these to know it's a bad one. Young female driver, unconscious. I see her phone on the floor. The screen says OMW, on my way. She never hit send. Be safe, Kentucky. Buckle up and put the phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. You've got ants inside the house, mosquitoes outside the house, moles burrowing in your lawn, and termites eating your house from inside out. You're completely surrounded. Luckily, OPC Pest Services has a Four Seasons program that can help. OPC has been providing quality pest services since 1972. Protect your home and property and call OPC Pest Services for a free estimate at 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Again, that's 969-9635 or visit opcpest.com. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com.
It's the Louisville City FC Halftime Report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This Halftime Report presented to you by Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. The halftime score, Louisville City 0, Charleston Battery 0. They're playing this game at Patriots Point Soccer Stadium in Charleston, South Carolina. Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, to be, to be more specific and more accurate. Uh, Casey, it rained. The game was delayed by 30 minutes. The field is soaking wet. And despite it being an even first half, it has been um, a choppy first half, I'll say. Neither team really getting a whole lot of flow. There have been a lot of turnovers, a lot of back and forth. Certainly have been chances for a couple of teams, and there has been moments of possession for both teams. Um, but it, I'll, I'll say it was a cagey first half. What would you make of that first half? I would agree. I mean, I don't think either team deserves to be up because I don't think either team really created a chance where I was like, oh, that was it for them. They should have put that one away. It was just overall pretty even. I, I will say I think Lucidity is too slow in their decision-making. They also haven't been making the best decisions, especially offensively. And then I feel like they're playing it a little bit too safe at times. Brian Omi picked up the ball there at the end of the, the half and cuts inside, and he had players making runs through. And instead of trying to continue to push forward, to go forward quickly, he cuts it back and plays it backwards. And and then that allowed Charleston to get set, and then they tried to force this pass into the middle of the field where there was five defenders, and they turned the ball over. So just really confused, I guess, that the game is so slow, the decision-making on the ball is so slow, and then people that normally are really good on the ball and make great decisions are not making very wise decisions in the game. So I definitely think it's going to be something that we're going to have to work through because it's, it's just got to be quicker on the ball. If we want to be able to get behind a really good team like Charleston, we have to play faster on the ball. Again, the official statistics, uh, there's some kind of technical issue tonight, so they are not available to us. But just speaking from my memory of the game, Louisville City didn't have any shots that I can remember. There was there the, was a like little the own goal kind of shot. Right, that, but that, that, was, that would have been an own goal. Other than that, it was just crosses. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. there, there was a moment, uh, I believe, on a corner kick where the ball was kind of loose in the area for a second. would have been but a dangerous moment. there was a foul moment. called, I think, right. coming out. So. Charleston with uh, at least two shots, both of those from Markinick, uh, one of them on target, forcing a save from Zimla. It was hit right at him, and Zimla was able to make the stop. Um, so if there's, you know, if you're trying to split hairs and say maybe one team was better, at, you'd say it was Charleston. But, I mean, really, this is a, a, an evenly split game. Neither team was all that convincing in that first half. Um, certainly some, some room for improvement for Louisville City and for Charleston as well, I would say. They, they have everything at stake uh, as Louisville City does. They're playing for first place. They're looking to make a statement against the team that their head coach called the best in the league. Um, and, and they're playing at home as well, trying to keep their unbeaten run alive to start the season. So both teams looking to improve in the second half. Well, it kind of made me think, are, are both coaches trying to play it safe in this first half to kind of see what the other team is going to present and then try to change things in the second half? Because it really looked like neither team was going 110%, putting their best foot forward. It's almost as if they were kind of feeling it out, testing the waters a little bit, I waiting to see what the other team is going to give them before they make their changes in the second half. So I, I could really see the second half being completely different unless 
they decide to continue to play this cagey back and forth right. play. In terms of options off the bench for Louisville City, they have Dylan Maris. Wes Sharpie, by the way, is back on the bench. He made the 18 today. He's not played yet this season after uh, off-season surgery, but he's back to full health and available off the bench tonight. Cameron Lancaster and Elijah Winder round out the attacking options. So really, if you want to make an attacking switch, it's going to be Maris, Lancaster, or Winder. There's also Oscar Jimenez, Carlos Mogel, and Kyle Morton as the backup goalkeeper tonight for Louisville City. So those are the options off the bench. Any one of those guys stand out to you as somebody that maybe can come in and change this game? Maybe Maris, maybe Lancaster? Well, I do like the way Maris plays. He is a very creative player, but I, I will... I will say when Tellefson has had the ball, he's been able to change the point of attack. They just haven't found him. I feel like we've only seen him a few times on the ball. So I could see Maris coming in and being a bit of a playmaker. Winder, if you bring him in, you're just going to get somebody that's going to run at that back line. It's going to work really hard. And then Lancaster, if it comes down to needing a goal, he's very good in front of goal. I just don't know if he has the movement off the ball that is needed in this that, that this game calls for. So we will see. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting to see what uh, what Danny Cruz has cooked up in the second half. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, there's another big game tonight that Louisville soccer fans will have their eyes on. Racing Louisville, they're at Portland, the defending NWSL champs. Racing undefeated, but still looking for their first win of the season as well. So we'll preview that game when we come back. Again, the score at the, at the half, it is Louisville City 0, Charleston 0. You're listening to it here on ESPN Louisville. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and, and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. And they're off. It's Derby time in the bluegrass, and Liquor Barn is your favorite place to shop for your favorite Derby essentials. Shop for your favorite beer, bourbon, wine, champagne, and even your favorite victory cigar. Get out of the gate early when you order delivery with Liquor Barn. Place an order for pickup or delivery by downloading the Liquor Barn app, going to liquorbarn.com, or by calling your favorite Liquor Barn store. And don't miss a second of our favorite time of the year, Liquor Barn, where Kentuckians go to celebrate life. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. It's Paolo Del Piccolo, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and the ESPN Louisville app. 
Welcome back to the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. It's Louisville City 0, Charleston 0. The winner of this game, if we should have one, goes to first place in the Eastern Conference. There's another game tonight for Louisville pro soccer fans. Racing Louisville kicks off at 10.30. They're out in Portland, Oregon at Providence Park. They take on the defending NWSL champions, the Portland Thorns, tonight. That game, you can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. You can also watch it locally on Circle on local TV. That is the Wave sister station. It's uh, Wave 3.3. It's also available on Spectrum and Dish Network. Uh, So look up your local listing for that one. But Circle is where you can watch it tonight, or of course, as every racing Louisville game is on Paramount+. Plus. Obviously a very difficult test, Casey, for racing Louisville tonight. So many talented players for Portland. Sophia Smith uh, leading that line, uh, one of the young stars for the U.S. Women's National Team. It's on the road. It's a racing team. Still looking for their first win. But there have been lots of bright moments for this team so far in their three ties. Last week at Angel City, they scored two goals in the first half. Could have had four or five. Probably should have had a couple more. Maybe could have come out with a win. Uh, but, you know, all that said, it's it, it's positive momentum for racing, but they're still looking for that first win. Yeah, they're still trying to break through, and I thought it was going to be last weekend against Angel City. I truly think they should have won that. The first goal, I'm still I'm still mad about it because it shouldn't have been a foul on Malay. Malay did not foul her. She got fouled first. So I'm still a little bitter about that, but it's okay. But racing has really, they look really good. They've really come together. But this Portland team, I was just reading through the, the roster they are just stacked. I mean, you've got Morgan Weaver up top, who typically plays on the left. She's extremely talented. Sugita in the middle. Obviously, Sophia Smith. You have Christine St. Clair, who's going to come in in the back. Becky Sauerbrunn. Rocky Rodriguez, who has been extremely talented. I mean, the list just goes on and on of players that I could sit here and say, yeah, they're really, really good. That are big names. Yeah. That are huge names. And maybe not even for national teams, but just in the NWSL in general. They are just an overall top-to-bottom stacked team, and they didn't really lose a whole lot. They've got to really keep that core together, so they're just going to keep building on all the success they had from last year. But then again, this is a totally different racing team. This is a totally new era coming forward for racing, so I'm just really excited to see how they're going to pair up with this. They are the underdog. They have nothing to lose going into this match, and so I expect them to just go out there and leave it all on the field yeah, again, that game coming up at 10.30. Um, and as you mentioned, you know nothing to lose for racing Louisville tonight, and they're looking for their first win of the season. Uh, so maybe they can you know, grab an early goal on the road in front of a big crowd. You never know what happens. You, can, you never know what could happen. So again, 10.30 for that. It's on Circle on local television. It's Wave 3.3 and is available on Spectrum and Dish Network or Paramount+. Plus. Uh, coming up at 10.30. When we come back, it should be the start of the second half. In Charleston, South Carolina, we're looking for a goal in this game. Louisville City at the battery, and it is currently 0-0. The second half when we return here on ESPN Louisville. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football. He loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs. He puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt. Neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please. Show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. 
It's time to go fishing. When the temperatures start to rise, the appetites of most fish rise right along with them, meaning that you're more likely to have a great day on the water. In addition to that, the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife just stocked fish in Cherokee Park, Fisherman's Park, Tom Wallace Park, Waverly Park, and the lakes at William F. Miles. And don't forget about all those trout stocked in Floyd's Fork. To purchase your fishing license and for all the information that you need, visit fw.ky.gov. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. Louisville City fans, this is Danny Cruz. Remember, if it's Lou City, it plays right here on ESPN 680, 1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. We're back. The second half is underway. 37 seconds have been played, and right off the bat, off the opening kickoff, Charleston with a half chance there. Augustine Williams was in the box, and he went down. No foul was called, and no chance really came of it. Louisville City came out of trouble. And they have now a throw, Louisville does, on the far sideline, their right. No changes for either team in this second half that we know of and that we've spotted on the field so far. So if there are changes, we will let you know promptly as soon as we find out. But it appears no changes for either team right now. We will switch sides, switch ins. Louisville City in white tonight will play from right to left. Charleston and their black and gold this evening with gold shirts, black shorts, black socks will move from left to right. Now out for a throw to Charleston on the near side. Their rights in their attacking half. Derek Dodson, the right back, will take it infield to Allen. He turns and plays it backward to Leland Archer, the right center back, into the center circle now. It's A.J. Patterson for Charleston to the far side. The left with the left back, that is Declan Wynn. Now a long ball over the top looking for, uh, that's Fidel Barajas, but it's Intercepted by Louisville City with Amadou Dia winning the header. And now Mushigalusa dribbles forward into the attacking half. Tries to play it infield to Paolo Del Piccolo. Loose ball picked up by Mushigalusa. The attack still on for Lou City. Del Piccolo now switches fields to the far side. The right as Manny Perez gets forward. Perez outside of the box. Puts it into Ombi. Ombi in towards Harris. Harris just knocked off the ball. And then a shot comes through. And it's into the side netting outside of the goal. And it is a goal kick to Charleston. A decent attack for both teams to start the first half, or second half, rather, in the first two minutes. That was so much better from Lou City. I like that they continued to push forward in the first half. They would have tried to cut the ball back, tried to work it around a little bit, allow Charleston to get set. But this time they put their foot on the gas. They continued to push forward, and they were able to create one of their first actual shots. So I really, really like that from Lou City, and I hope they continue to do that. Lou City back in possession after the restart. It's all the way back to goalkeeper Zimla. They're in the penalty area. Now Winder on the inside left of the penalty area. Midfield now it is Tlufson back to the goalkeeper Zimla. Some pressure forward for Charleston. Zimla plays it long in the air to the far sideline. Brought down by Manny Perez. He plays it backward to Sean Tosh. We've played three minutes in the second half looking for the opening goal here as the field continues to dry out after a 30-minute rain delay to start this game. Dia now for Louisville. Into the attacking half with Del Piccolo. It's now Mushigalusa on the left. Uh, standing up against a defender. That's Dodson. Mushigalusa still with it as he dribbles along. 
into the middle of the field, clips it over the top toward Brian Ombi. Ombi just gets a little bit of the ball with his head, but really that glancing header, not a threat to the goalkeeper Muse for Charleston. He catches the ball and then drops it down to his feet, and Charleston will build out of the back here. Again, they're still continuing to look to push forward there. Mushigalusa would have in the first half played that back, and they tried to work it around. But I like trying to look for Brian Omi there. It wasn't the best service, but I think it's a great idea if he's able to maybe get it down a little bit to where Omi can either settle it or lay it off to Harris. It's going to look like a really solid attack there. But I like this going forward from Lou City. It is 48 minutes and 50 seconds on the clock right now after a foul against Josh Winder of Louisville City as he slid in with a challenge and just took out the legs of Augustine Williams. And Williams now finally getting back up to his feet, covered in mud, as you might imagine, given the wet field conditions. Well, maybe not quite so covered, but a little bit muddy. It's a free kick here to Charleston in their defensive half. They play it long down the inside right. Williams, who is on his feet once again, chasing the ball down. It's cleared away from in front of him by a Louisville defender. It's out for a Charleston throw on the near side, the right. They take that throw infield to Allen, and now in the center circle, it is Polvara. Wide left now with Declan Wynn. Back to Polvara on the inside left as Charleston knocks the ball around just outside of this Louisville City defensive formation. They're still trying to work it down that left side. Ball through, looking for the run there of, I believe, Barajas. It is Barajas, but Manny Perez gets to the ball first and just shields Barajas away from the ball, and it's a goal kick here to Louisville City. Very nicely defended from Manny Perez. Shields the ball very nicely. Lou City looking like they're coming out with a little bit of pep in their step. Charleston, on the other hand, maybe looking a little sluggish coming out of halftime there. Not able to connect as well. So Lou City has to take advantage of this right away. See if they can put their foot on the gas a bit more and catch Charleston while they're moving slow. Here comes Lou City into the attacking half. Middle of the field, Ombi plays it wide right as Perez gets forward. Looking to maybe put in a cross. Instead, he steps on the ball. Still Manny Perez dribbles in field, drops it off backward. That's to Tyler Gibson, and now Tosh at midfield to the right of the center circle. Back wide right to Gibson. Gibson, ball in the air down the far sideline. That's Ownby, right side of the box. Ownby dribbles backward down the far sideline, plays it backward to Tosh, and the ball will drift all the way into the Louisville defensive half. They'll try and switch fields here. Center circle with Winder, dribbles into the attacking half. Stands over the ball, Josh Winder has time and space, just surveying his options, plays it on the ground, and it's intercepted easily by Charleston. It's Allen coming out of the crowd with the ball. Still Allen dribbling along, under pressure from Tlufson. Along the back line, Patterson. Now wide right, Dodson under pressure from Mushagalusa. Dodson clears it forward, Mushagalusa with a touch. It'll fall to Augustine Williams at midfield for Charleston as they try and battle through this Louisville City pressure. Backward to Dodson, he finally just heaves it long with his right foot over the top. Barajas making a run, though. Can he get there? He's battling with Winder. A physical battle. Barajas comes out of the battle with the ball. It's still Barajas. Winder with a sliding challenge. Barajas hops over the challenge. Clips in across. Headed away by Manny Perez. It'll fall to Williams' middle of the field, and Charleston can continue this attack. That was a great little physical battle there, and Fidel Barajas won the ball. Really good battle between those two. I think Barajas used his body extremely well to kind of weasel his way around Winder. Winder losing sight of the player ever so slightly as he's trying to focus on the ball, but that's a fun battle to watch between those two. We're in the 52nd minute now as Charleston retains possession. They've got it along their back line in their defensive half with Dodson. And the, the statistics now are working officially, so we can give you a little numerical support for how this game has gone. Charleston with 59% of possession, and Louisville City with just 40% of possession. 
But I don't believe all the stats are working because they don't have any shots for Charleston, which we know is not true. I think this is just for second half. I think it's kind of started fresh for second half is what I'm guessing. Well, yeah, that would that would make some sense as well, given the numbers. So we have second half stats we can give you as the game continues on. Still Charleston ball in their penalty area with Muse, the goalkeeper, and he plays it forward to Leland Archer, the right center back. Here's Dodson under pressure from Ushagalusa to midfield now. That is to Polvara. Polvara back to Archer. Archer a long ball over the top. And a good run in behind, but a bad touch there from Traeger. Zimla out of his area. He just clears it upfield, but it's Charleston with an open goal in front of him. They'll take the shot. It's deflected high into the air, and it is behind. It hit the side netting, and it looked for a moment like it was in the back of the net, but it's going to be a corner kick for Charleston here. Once again, Zimla coming well out of the penalty area. He got away with it in the first half, but he almost... I mean, I guess he did get away with it here, Casey, but he nearly gave it away for a goal. I I think he is extremely, extremely lucky to be able to escape this one without picking up that ball from the back of his net. Why he's coming out there, I don't know. I understand trying to get the ball away from safety, but you have two of your teammates there. You have to trust your teammates to be able to clear that out. If they then get through those two, then that's when you can come out and get it. But it's just a little bit too risky for my liking. Corner from the far side, the left for Charleston. Polvara stands over Dante Polvara, who has scored once this season. It'll be a right, uh, an in-swinger off of his right foot here to his high end of the air to the back post. Punched away by Zimla. He had a runner right in front of him, and his punch will go past the near sideline and throw to Charleston. And that was some good goalkeeping there from Zimla. Excellent goalkeeping from Zimla. The ball comes in. He's got a player right behind him, and he punches that beautifully away. If he does not get on that, that is in the back of the net. It is a great save, a great punch, and he punched it well away from any sort of danger. I mean, that ball... If Zimla doesn't get a touch to it, it might just go into the back of the net straight from the corner. It it was such a well-struck ball. But Zimla's punch sends it out for a throw. The throw in field now to Allen. They've got it on the near side. The right here comes a cross into the back post from Barajas. And smartly there, Manny Perez just leans back and lets the ball fly past his face and behind. It'll be a goal kick here to Louisville City, and that'll end that threat for Charleston. Well, they were nearly there. Zimla's mistake gave them an open net, and were it not for deflection, I believe it was Tosh. They got that deflection. That probably ends up as a Charleston goal, and then Zimla's punch off the corner kick sees away a chance for Charleston. So the battery were just inches away a couple of times from opening the scoring here in the opening 10 minutes of the second half. When I think just as the first half was played in waves for each team, I think it's going to be the exact same, and that's the way it's kind of started in the second half. Just waves, but it does seem that the teams are pushing a little bit more than they were in the first half. There's a little more urgency about the game so far. Again, Charleston looking for their first win against Louisville since 2018. Lucity had the ball to Lufson for a moment, but then he gives it away. A chance for Charleston on the break. Winder is back defending for Louisville City, and Winder does just enough to see the ball, deter the ball away from a Charleston attacker. That was Markinick, and it's going to be a goal kick to Louisville City as Markinick had the final touch. There were two players either side of Winder on that ball over the top. Markinick eventually the closest to it. Winder came in with a sliding challenge and then I believe just played it off of Markinick and behind from just outside of the penalty area. And so it's a goal kick to Louisville City. Well, and it seems as if Charleston has changed up their tactics ever so slightly, looking to play a little bit more direct style of t- soccer. They've had a couple balls over top that they're trying to catch Lou City on with, and they've, they've come close on both of those. That there. I think Winder does very well to recover and be able to keep that one from any danger, but there was about four runners running at that back line. It's a throw to Louisville City on the far side. The Louisville City right in Lou City's attacking half. 
11 minutes gone, still looking, or 11 minutes gone in the second half, I should be more precise. And before we get this throw, Louisville City is going to go to the bench. And an interesting timing for this one, Casey, because just 11 minutes gone in the second half, you know, maybe you make this sub at halftime and you save a, a substitution window. But as it stands, it's going to be Dylan Maris coming into the game for Louisville City. He's going to replace Paolo Del Piccolo. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. It is interesting. It kind of makes me wonder if maybe there was a little bit of a knock or something or if Paulo Del Piccolo was maybe going to try it in the second half and see how it could go. But surprised here, I would have maybe expected to be in the next five to ten minutes see the first change, but excited to see Dylan Maris come on. I think he's going to bring a little bit more creativity in the middle of the field, which I think is what Lou City needs. Here comes Lou City in the attack after the throw. It's Wilson Harris, right side of the box, in the box now. Three defenders over there. Harris plays it middle of the area. And Ombi shot with his left foot is saved. First chance, really, of the game for Louisville City. The first shot of the game for Louisville City. It fell to Brian Ombi on his weaker left foot. He hit it on the ground. Not a ton of pace, not a ton of power on the shot. And in truth, it was right at the goalkeeper, Trey Muse, who just had to drop down to his right to make the stop. But a better opportunity there for Louisville City. Good hold-up play from Wilson Harris and a good ball to Ombi to get the shot. It wasn't really difficult for Trey Muse to save that, but I really like the hold-up play from Wilson Harris. The relentless is to continue with the ball. He had a few defenders on him. He continued to bat- battle for it and then was patient and waited for Brian Ombi's late run. It's a good layoff. Ombi just needed to get a little bit more pace on that one. I think if he can hit it a little bit harder, it's going to force for a more difficult save. Charleston pressure. Winder goes down to the ground. No foul called, and Charleston wins the ball in the Louisville City defensive half, just outside of the Louisville penalty area. But the numbers drop back quickly for Louisville defensively to get behind the ball. It's Charleston in possession on their far left side. It is with Markinick down by that corner flag, and well defended there. It was actually Traeger for Charleston. Well defended by Manny Perez, and it's going to be a Charleston throw on the far side there left, deep near the corner flag. And they get the ball back in play now. It is in the middle of the field with Polvara, still in the Louisville defensive half. Back to the center circle now with Archer. Wide right now to Dodson. Dodson forward on the ground to Augustine Williams on the inside right. Plays it through to Barajas. Wide right, just outside of the Louisville box. Barajas dribbling in against Amadou Dia. Left-footed cross towards the penalty spot. Headed away by Tosh. Second header there from uh, Dylan Maris. And then it's one in the end by Charleston. So they can continue this attack right now as Chris Allen brings the ball from the middle of the field to the right side. And Dodson along the back line now with Archer as Lou City tries to come up and press forward. And it, just as Lou City has had their opportunities, Charleston's getting their turn now. They're continuing to push forward. But I think Lou City has been very good in their defensive structure so far. There have been a few gaps, but they've been able to recover and really make it difficult for Charleston to break them down. Ball into the box for Charleston. It's across the face of goal. No one touched it. It would have surely been a goal if Charleston just had been able to get a foot on the ball. Here's another ball from the right side in, headed away by Josh Winder. It'll fall to Allen. He has a shot from the top of the box, and it bounces into the chest of Oliver Zimla, the Louisville City goalkeeper, to make that save. Another couple of really good chances there for Charleston. First, the ball from the left side. It just needed a touch from anybody. It was a great ball in, I believe. That was Markinick on an overlap outside of Traeger. And a good ball across. Just needed a final touch from Charleston. It was a beautiful ball across. I'm almost thinking that his teammates expected him to shoot the ball and not to send that one across because it was a perfectly placed cross to where all it would take was literally just a touch of the boot with it because it would have ended up in the back of the net. But really good play from Charleston. We played an hour in South Carolina 
at Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, Patriots Point Stadium. It is 0-0 between Louisville City and the Charleston Battery in this game of the top two teams in the USL's Eastern Conference. Foul here against Louisville City after the restart, and it is going to be a Charleston free kick in their defensive half. They take it along their back line, Patterson to Archer, now Dodson as they're in the attacking half once again. The wave right now of momentum on the side of Charleston through towards Markinick. Can he get to it on the inline? He cannot. It'll roll past the inline, a goal kick here to Louisville City. Some neat combination there from Charleston on the right side, but the final pass just too heavy, and so the ball will turn back to Louisville City from a goal kick here. And what Louisville City has to do is when, when it's not going your way, you have to make sure that you're focusing on those little details and continuing to stay locked into the game because you know that the ball is going to come your way eventually. So you just have to make sure you're staying in your defensive shape, aware of those runners, and really, really, really making it difficult to break to be broken down. And I think Lucidity has done well with that. Again, there's been a few shaky moments, but they just have to continue to be patient. Shot from Charleston from Augustine Williams at the top of the box, and it's another save from Zimla. Oliver Zimla suddenly very busy. He only had made three saves in league play all season long, but he's got three saves at least tonight, one in the first half and now a couple in the last couple of moments, and this came off of a turnover from Louisville City. They were trying to play it backward, and Williams intercepted it on his left foot just at the top of the Louisville City D of their penalty area, and he had a shot. It was a low on the ground, and Zimla made the stop couple very poor giveaways for Lucidity in some very dangerous areas that happened in the first half, too. There was a couple that led to some opportunities for Charleston. Lucidity has to clean up their possession. If you're going to play it backwards, you have to be 100% certain that you are playing it to your teammate in the right direction, in the right path. If not, you need to just clear it long and get clear your lines. 28 minutes left in the game. Charleston knocking on the door looking for the opening goal. Markinick clips a ball into the box. It's brought down by Barajas. He turns on his right foot, has a shot. It's deflected by Tosh, and then Zimla sprawling off of his line, claims the ball as he slides in or slides toward his right. Uh, really, that block did the job for Louisville City. As they look to the bench again here, Lou City, it's going to be Wes Sharpie and Carlos Mogel Jr. to come into the game at the next stoppage. Currently, the ball in the hands of Zimla as he punts it long for Louisville City. They've withstood some sustained attack from Charleston over the last couple of minutes. They have not had much of the ball, Lou City. And they're not going to have it here either as a foul goes against Louisville in their attacking half. It'll be a free kick here to Charleston just in the center circle. And that'll give Louisville the opportunity to make these two substitutions. Again, Wes Sharpie is going to make his season debut for Louisville City after missing a ton of time early in the year because of an offseason surgery. He's going to come in as well, Carlos Mogel Jr. And interestingly, the two players to come off are Tyler Gibson and Enoch Matiti Mushigalusa. So Sharpie, a defender, coming in, and he replaces an outfield player, either a midfielder or an attacker, depending on how you want to look at it. So Louisville City going to a back five here, Casey. Clearly, both of those substitutions brought to you, brought to you by the way, by Fortna. And, and I did think that it was going to be definitely Gibson. I thought maybe Tullefson, but I could see these substitutes. They've really struggled in the back so far. They're getting broken down quite a bit. And also, this back five will allow the two wing players in Amadou Dia and Manny Perez to push up higher when they are on offense. And so it's going to be able to contribute to the attack, and it's going to help them in the long run, I think. Charleston had an opportunity. It was a ball over the top to Williams, but he was offside. He got the shot over the oncoming Oliver Zimla, but it was wide in the end, so it wouldn't have been a goal regardless. Uh, as the offside flag goes up against Augustine Williams of Charleston, the reigning USL Player of the Week. So it'll be a fifth-third free kick here to Louisville City. With 26 minutes to go in a 0-0 game, momentum clearly on the side of Charleston right now, uh, but 
Louisville surviving to this point. And again, it's a back five now. It's Sharpie, Winder, and Tosh, three center backs with Manny Perez to the right, Amadou Dia to the left, and then also in the midfield, Tyler Gibson has been relieved by Carlos Mogel Jr. So a front two on the other end for Louisville City. It's going to be Ombi and Harris right now attacking with Dylan Maris sitting right behind them as a number 10. Uh, so that's what the, the situation looks like right now for Louisville City, trying to shore up themselves defensively. And they are certainly, uh, might be harsh to say they're playing for a tie, but it kind of feels that way right now, the way the game has gone. Though they will have a corner here as Amadou D made a run from his left back, left wing back position now, got into the penalty area on the outside, and a sliding challenge from a Charleston defender sent it behind. So a Vi-Fi corner here for Louisville City from the near side, their left in the 65th minute. When I think both teams are now playing the exact same formation, so it's going to match up a little bit better, maybe give a little bit more even matchup, but I think it's going to, I think it actually is going to help them and it's going to be able to allow them to have more numbers offensively. But I would definitely take a tie going on the road playing Charleston. Here's the corner high into the air from Tulesson to the back post, headed away by a Louisville City, or a Charleston defender rather, picked up by Manny Perez, wide right now to. Uh, a teammate back to Manny Perez on the inline. A good cross over the head of his intended target. It comes to Maris. His shot blocked on its way through. And then Charleston finally clears it away back to midfield. A decent chance there for Louisville City as they swing momentum back in their own favor in this game. It has been just wave after wave from Charleston and then to Louisville City. It's gone back and forth all night. Here's a ball down the near sideline. Josh Winder making an attacking run. He's got it on the end line. Winder playing like a left winger right now. A ball on the ground, top of the box. Rasmus Tlefson into the area to, towards Wilson Harris, intercepted by Charleston. Here they come forward with Barajas. He's held up from behind, and it's going to be a foul against Louisville City, and it's going to be a booking for Louisville City as well. A world of beer yellow card shown there to, I believe, Rasmus Tlefson. So Tlefson in the book for Louisville City. Again, that yellow card presented by World of Beer, and it'll be a free kick here to Charleston in the middle of the field in their defensive half, about 10 yards from the midfield stripe. A good professional foul from Tlefson, but I will say when he had the ball and he tries to force it into Wilson Harris, I don't think that's the right decision. Harris has a defender on him. Harris isn't expecting it. I would have liked to maybe see Tlefson have a go himself. They haven't challenged Trey Muse a whole, whole lot this game, so why not have a go? It's wet surface, hit the ball low on the ground, drive it, and allow Harris to follow it up and maybe get a deflection. Charleston ball after the free kick restart. They're coming forward. They've got it streaking down their left side. That's Traeger knocked away there by Wes Sharpie, who has checked into the game, playing as the right center back of the three center backs right now. It's out for a Charleston throw. They get it in field now. It is along their back line with Wynn, and now he plays to the back line. That is where A.J. Patterson has it. Back to win. They're near midfield on the left side. Win a long ball over the top towards Augustine Williams. It'll fall here to Barajas just to the right of the box as no one got a touch on the ball as Winder went up for the header. It's Barajas on his left foot. He tries a great shot. It's off the crossbar. Oh, what an effort. A terrific driven ball curling as well from Barajas, the 17-year-old star, but it's off the crossbar. Falls back to Barajas now. The attack's still on for Charleston. Markinick in the middle of the field. Defended by Tlefson and finally cleared away by Wes Sharpie. What a shot there from Barajas to be able to get that kind of bending. If it was just a step or two farther back, that would have been it up in the back of the net. You cannot allow a player like that to have that much time and space on the ball. He was able to get his head up, take two touches before having that shot. So he had an absolutely clean look on goal. But what a shot that was. Definitely thankful for that crossbar. I mean, about as well struck a ball as he could have hoped to have had there. It had curl on it. It was destined uh, just to just really for the top corner there. Chance for 
Charleston flag stays down. It's Williams again, and he wastes it, puts it wide. Just a ball that got sort of clipped behind, and there were three players rushing behind for Charlotte, uh, for Charleston rather. Augustine Williams was the first to the ball. He had the opportunity to score, and he put it wide. And what a what a lucky break that is for Louisville City. He is a player who is absolutely on fire right now. The reigning USL Player of the Week scored twice last week. Four goals for him already this season. But he puts that well wide in the end. I mean, it just was four or five yards wide of the right post of Oliver Zimla. And he's got to be a nervous goalkeeper right now. Yeah, I mean, he completely shanked that one. I feel like he should have gone near a post. Zimla did well coming out and cutting off the angle. But I think if he's able to hit it inside of the foot, he's going to be able to bend it near post past Zimla there. So just a poor decision overall from Williams and Zimla. Is really, really getting put to the test in these past few minutes. And Louisville City hanging on by a thread right now. Really, all things considered, they could be down two or three goals. Charleston knocking on the door heavily. Although after the goal kick, it's Louisville City coming down with the ball. Wilson Harris, middle of the field, attacking half. Plays it to the right side. That's Manny Perez forward to Brian Ombi, right side of the box, inside of it. Backwards, a shot comes in from Carlos Mogel. That shot was blocked behind, and it's going to be a Vi-Fi corner kick for Louisville City here. We're in the 70th minute, 20 minutes plus a little change in stoppage time to go in a 0-0 game, and this second half has suddenly become a thriller. Really, in, in truth, was not much of an entertaining first half, but the second half has become, you, you can't take your eyes off this game. And this Vi-Fi corner for Louisville will come from the far side of the right. I feel like there's been so much back and forth. There's so much to talk about, and it's just been so exciting. you got to imagine a goal is going to come. Here it comes to the near post. It'll fall all the way to Amadou Dio with his weaker right foot. He has a shot from 20 yards, and it is very far off target, nowhere near that top corner that he was aiming for. And again, in, in fairness to Amadou Dio, it was on his less preferred right foot, but a chance there for Louisville City from that corner kick. Just couldn't get the shot on target. Yeah, just not the most technical finish there from Dio. The ball's bouncing, and typically when a ball is bouncing, you want to strike it as the ball is coming down, not as the ball is bouncing up, because if it's bouncing up, the flight of the ball is always going to go up. If you're able to get it when it's going down, you have a better chance of being able to stay over it and get that one target, and that one was bouncing up. Andy was leaning back. It's just got to be a little bit more technical from Dia. Charleston set a ball long. It was knocked down by Tosh, and now Louisville City has it with Sharpie, again making his season debut tonight. Plays it backward to Tosh as Louisville City builds out of the back. Tosh, a left-footed ball in the air to the near sideline. Dia chests it down to his right foot, hits it over the top with his right foot toward Ownby. Ownby, a sliding challenge from Archer, sends it out of play. It's a throw to Louisville City, and they're attacking half from the near side of the left. They take it quickly. It's infield to Ownby now, deep near the corner flag. Wide left is Amadou Dia. Now inside left, Dylan Maris. He dribbles forward. Outside to Ownby. Now backward to Dia on his right foot, looking to switch fields. Plays it middle of the field to Carlos Mogel. They're into the center circle now with Sean Tosh. Now to Wes Sharpie, the right center back. He touches it forward into the attacking half. Into the center circle is Mogel as Louisville City continues this attack. They work it now to the left side with Amadou Dia. Looking forward, now turns backward, plays it there to Josh Winder. Winder, middle of the field, Maris. First time ball near sideline, Amadou Dia. Louisville City just knocking the ball around the back, uh, the outside of this Charleston defensive uh, frame right now. This uh, work uh, framework for them is what I'm trying to say. It's out of play. 
past the near sideline, another throw to Louisville City with 18 and a half minutes to go in a 0-0 game. And the thing is, yes, they're playing the ball around a lot in the back and not going forward, but they're working it from side to side. I would like to see them maybe do a little bit more drastic side to side, but it's looking really good. Ball through Brian Ombi in the box. Challenge comes in shoulder to shoulder. Both players go down. The ball drifts into the goalkeeper's feet. Muse, referee, does not give a foul. He says that was a good 50-50, to 50-50 shoulder to shoulder challenge there from the Charleston defender. And now the battery coming forward. Three on four into the attack. It's Williams in the middle of the field, holding the ball up, allowing his teammates to come forward. Now Allen on the inside right. Wide right now Barajas, the player who hit the crossbar a couple of moments ago. 1-2 from Barajas to a teammate. It'll fall now to Allen. Wide right now with Dodson for Charleston with 18 minutes to go as they have the attack and have the momentum, have the ball now. This game has gotten a really good flow to it now in the second half. It's Barajas, middle of the field. Actually, it's Markinick. Markinick dribbling through. He's clipped by Rasmus Tlufson. That's a foul, and this will be a very dangerous free kick. Dead center of the field, maybe 23 yards from goal for Charleston. And I'm sorry, that's a really stupid foul from Tellefson there because he's already on a yellow card. So the last thing he needs to be doing is giving up a silly foul like that and potentially getting a second yellow. He puts his foot in late. He's late to the ball. It's, it's just not a good play from Rasmus Tellefson. So Charleston with the opportunity here from the dead ball, a three-man wall for Louisville City and two players standing over it. And now actually one. It will be Markinick, Nick Markinick, to take this free kick with his left foot with a now four-man wall for Louisville City. This coming from about 25 yards away from goal. Here's Markinick, approaches the ball, drives it right into the wall, comes right back to him. The attack's still on for Charleston, but Amadou Dia sends the ball away for a Charleston throw. Not the best struck free kick there, Casey. Just hit it right into the wall. Maybe it was trying to go low under the wall, but uh, just didn't hit that ball the way he needed Markinick, and Charleston is denied. Yeah, and you can see that he was frustrated with that because he is more than capable of scoring from that distance. That's actually a really good distance to have a shot from. It is a little bit straight on, but it's a very good distance for a shot, so he's going to be very frustrated with that one because he didn't even give his team a chance on that set piece. Louisville trying to relieve this pressure right now, but a heavy touch from Tlufson will... See the ball go out of play, and it'll be Charleston's throw on the near sideline there right. Again, these two teams battling for first place in the Eastern Conference right now early in the season, but a potential statement victory for either side, particularly Charleston. They've not beaten Louisville City since 2018, and also on the line, the historical lead in the all-time wins category. Both teams sitting on 140 wins in the USL. So a winner tonight would go top of the heap all-time in league play. Here's a foul against Louisville City. Or actually, it is against Markinick and Charleston. So it'll be a, free, a fifth third free kick here to Louisville City in their attacking half in the middle of the field on the inside left, about eight yards past midfield. And Lou City has a perfect opportunity to kind of take a breath here. It's been a lot of Charleston in the second half, so it's a good moment for them to settle the ball down a little bit, see if they can get some bodies forward, and begin to build on the few opportunities they have been able to create. Louisville has been second best tonight, to be fair. Eight shots for Charleston, two of them on target, 58% possession for Charleston. Meanwhile, Louisville City with just five shots and only one of them on target. Here's this fifth third free kick in the 76th minute. Mogel sends it high into the box. Headed on towards goal, but it's over the bar by some distance. I believe that was Tlufson. Actually, it might have been Sean Tosh who got up for that free kick. Uh, just couldn't get his header on frame. It'll be a goal kick here to Trey Muse and Charleston with 15 minutes to go in a 0-0 game. Yeah, and on that header, he's jumping up to get the ball, and so the ball's always going to be going up. Has to be able to get up and get his head down over top of the ball to be able to generate a little bit more power and try to get that one on target. 
We are in the 76th minute, 75-35 and counting upward. You can now head to Twitter to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. The poll will be open for about the next 10 minutes. You can vote now at twitter.com slash Lou City. The goal kick from Charleston sent to the far sideline. A battle for possession between the two teams just heaved forward. Will it check up for Brian Ombi? It won't. Muse comes and heads it out of play under that pressure from Ombi. It'll be a throw to Louisville City in their attacking final third. We've seen Zimlo with some acrobatic athletic goalkeeping. And Trey Muse on the other end there, just jumping in front of that ball just outside of his box, and he had to head it wide for this Louisville throw. I think that's a very smart play there from Trey Muse because if he does not get contact on it, I think Brian Omi's going to be able to get on the end of it, and you know he's going to have some support coming into the middle, or they're going to, or Brian Omi's going to be able to take players one on one to generate a shot. And Louisville City is going to look to the bench here for their final two substitutions. Interesting that we've seen so many substitutions from Louisville City, and yet no substitutions for Charleston to this point. It's going to be Elijah Winder and Cameron Lancaster to come on for Louisville City, and I believe they're going to allow these subs before the throw comes in. Or will they? No, they won't. And in fact, it's not a throw, it's a Wi-Fi corner. I was very mistaken. So a Wi-Fi corner. Here it comes from Carlos Mogel into the near post, headed away from uh, by Charleston. It'll stay with Louisville City as they keep it alive with Manny Perez. He drops it off backward to Dylan Maris in the center circle. Now Amadou Dia to the left of the center circle as they work it down the left side now, Louisville City. It is Tlufson now on the near side. Checks it into the middle to Dylan Maris. He dribbles forward in the middle. Now Ownby left, wider left to Rasmus Tlufson, just outside of the box. Back to Ownby, rather. Back to Tlufson to the left side. Tlufson standing on the ball on his preferred right foot. Drops it off backward to uh, Josh Winder. Winder middle of the field to Carlos Mogel. And Louisville City will knock it around the back now with Sean Tosh. And Louisville City, patient here in their attack, has to value the possession a little bit more and wait for that moment to be able to break down the back line. Clipped ball forward towards Dylan Maris. He goes down under a heavy challenge by A.J. Patterson, pleading for a foul, but no foul given. And, in fact, if there were a foul, I think it was been called against Dylan Maris. It was a foul against Louisville there, so a free kick here to Charleston. And that gives us the opportunity with 12 minutes to go for those two substitutions, the final two for Louisville City that we mentioned. It'll be Wilson Harris to come off. He's replaced by Cameron Lancaster. And then Elijah Winder is also going to come into the game. He's going to replace Rasmus Tlufson. So Elijah Winder and Cameron Lancaster on. Wilson Harris, Rasmus Tlufson off. Those two substitutions, the final of the night for Danny Cruz in Louisville City, brought to you by Fortna. Those are the two that I thought that would be subbing in for one another. I think it's a smart move because you're going to be able to pair Lancaster and Ombi up now, and Elijah Winder will kind of be in that midfield role alongside Dylan Maris there, but Winder's going to give you that ability to just kind of roam all over the place and just give you those fresh legs. He's always willing to do what the team needs, so I think this is a really good substitution. Going to bring some fresh legs, some fresh new ideas offensively. And interestingly, Casey, with 11 minutes to go, Charleston has yet to turn to the bench. So Louisville with a lot of fresh legs out there. And Charleston with none. It, it's very interesting because Louis City's used all of them. Not just a couple. Every single sub. So we'll see here if Charleston does turn to the bench. But for the moment, you'd think there might be an advantage with Louisville City because of the fresh legs. But Charleston, they've had the momentum for the most part in this game and for the most part in the second half. And they went a foul here. So it'll be a free kick to the battery, the hosts, in their defensive half towards the right side, right at midfield. And they give it away straight away from the free kick. Here comes Louisville City streaking forward with Ombi in the middle of the field. Wide left to Elijah Winder coming forward. Just outside of the box on the left side on the near sideline. Dribbles infield on his right foot into Mogel. Now Maris. 
Top of the box. Maris toward Lancaster, but the ball just in front of him, and it's cleared away by Charleston past the near sideline. A throw to Louisville City. And Louisville City coming forward quickly, which is what they need to do. They've got those fresh legs. They've got to use that and see if they can catch Charleston on their heels. Josh Winder, it appears, right now playing like a left wing back in this formation for Louisville City, and he's got it. Winder just outside of the box. He goes down under a challenge. Another player goes down for Charleston, and this will be a foul against Louisville City. So an interesting turn of events there as Josh Winder became once again like a left winger, and he dribbled in toward the penalty area, and just outside of the box, he went down, and then a Charleston player, that's Dodson, went down, and the foul goes against Louisville City, so a free kick here to Charleston with 10 minutes to go. And it's interesting seeing, you know, Josh Winder make those runs forward because it's, I want to say Elijah Winder since now we got both Winders on the field. But I like seeing Josh Winder get more involved in the attack. I think that's a part of his game that he needs to continue to grow with because he is so talented defensively that the next step is what can he contribute offensively a little bit more. So getting that practice in these types of in, in games and stuff will help him as he continues to grow as a player. Again, our score is 0-0 right now between Louisville and Charleston. And that is something as Charleston sends the free kick long. They'll bring the ball down in the attacking half and try and work some uh, an attack here. That is something that Danny Cruz says is maybe the best skill that Winder has. He's so comfortable on the ball for such a young player, and he shows that off there with that attacking moment. Louisville wins the ball here. They turn it over, and they're streaking forward. Four on four right now, Louisville City. Brian Ombi, middle of the field. He's taken down from behind. It's a foul against Charleston and a booking for Charleston. Our second world of beer yellow card shown to Charleston. We've had one for Louisville City as well. Didn't catch the number on that. We'll clean that up as soon as we know. But Ombi is down and a little bit injured at the moment. Uh, it's going to be a fifth-third free kick for Lou City, about 20 yards past midfield in the middle of the field. And the foul goes against Allen. So it is... Chris Allen, the English midfielder, shown a World of Beer yellow card here for Charleston inside the final 10 minutes. Textbook professional foul right there. Your team is going is numbers down. You've got four or five players running at you full speed. You've got to foul the player to slow the game down, and that's exactly what Allen did in that situation. So I mean, it's a very smart play because I think Lou City would have been on the break for it. Stuart Wright, the trainer, is onto the field checking on Brian Ombi. Looks like maybe he just might be cramping a little bit here. He doesn't look overly concerned about it, Ombi. So, well, the humidity is very yeah, high, so after that's the definitely storm, yeah. something to consider. So once Ombi returns to his feet, he'll have to come out of the game for a moment. Ombi now wearing the captain's armband, by the way, after Del Piccolo was taken off. And Charleston now with eight minutes to go. They're going to look to make a substitution here, perhaps before we restart playing. Again, 0-0 is our score. It has been a much, much more entertaining second half than the first half was. Plenty of chances for both teams. Charleston hit the crossbar. Oliver Zimla has been forced into a few saves. Here's the fifth-third free kick for Lucity as they restart. They just sent it into the box, cleared away by Charleston. And Lucity wins the ball back, though. It's Manny Perez on the right side outside of the box under in a crowd of yellow jerseys. And now Charleston wins the ball back as they streak forward. That fifth-third free kick, not the best taken for Louisville City. Here's Augustine Williams. He's in behind. He stumbles on the ball, but is able to regain his footing. Charleston coming forward. Allen tried to play it wide right to Barajas, intercepted by Josh Winder. 
Then as Winder dribbles forward, a challenge from a Charleston player falls to Brian Ombi. Here comes Lou City. Ombi forward to Lancaster. Can he catch up to it? No. Muse claims it on the ground, the goalkeeper for Charleston. Good idea from Brian Omi, but it was a very predictable play. And I think if he's able to do that about five yards farther out, then he's going to be able to be successful with that service. And we've got another World of Beer yellow card, and that, I believe, was for the foul that happened before that counterattack for Louisville City against Josh Winder. And Derek Dodson was shown the World of Beer yellow card. So another booking against Charleston. And it was a challenge there from Dodson coming off from the left side for Charleston as Winder was making a run up the middle with the ball at his feet and it was deemed a foul and it was as we get a look at the replay that was a very late challenge and Winder is down hurt he's receiving some treatment now with just over six minutes to play in this 0-0 game. Very good officiating though to be able to allow the advantage in that situation and then to go back and give the yellow card to Dodson there because that was absolutely a yellow card. It was a reckless challenge. So very good officiating to be able to go back and give that. And I think it's just going to be a nice hard hit there for Winder. Hopefully everything's okay and he'll be able to be back on his feet and continue. So we've had four World of Beer yellow cards tonight. Three of them to Charleston to Augustine Williams, Chris Allen, and now Derek Dodson, and then a World of Beer yellow card was shown to Rasmus Tlefson for Louisville City. We're going to have a switch here for Charleston as they look to the bench for the first time tonight. It's going to be Jesse Randall who comes into the game. Randall out of New Zealand, listed at 5'9", as a forward. He's going to replace Tristan Traeger. So Jesse Randall on, Tristan Traeger off. That substitution for Charleston, comes with five minutes to go plus stoppage time, and it is presented by Fortna. And Charleston is surprised they're only making one substitution here. Again, they still have four left, and we're in the 86th minute. So interesting that it's still just one substitution. Makes me question if he's got much faith in his bench players or not. By the way, Randall, just his second appearance of the season. It is important to note, though, both of these teams now with the U.S. Open Cup coming up this week, Charleston has three games the next eight days. So maybe that plays into the, the mind of Ben Pierman, their head coach, as he tries to maybe save some of his bench players because he's going to need them in the midweek and then need them next weekend as well. So perhaps that's part of the equation uh, in this game. But Louisville unloading the bench tonight with five substitutions. We've got another World of Beer yellow card, and it's shown to Tristan Traeger, on the Charleston bench, the player that was just taken out of the game. So obviously he said something to the referee that the referee did not like. Again, the referee tonight is Kalen Radosov. It's a throw to Charleston on the near side there, right just in front of their bench, where Traeger was just shown that world of beer yellow card. We've got four minutes to go in a 0-0 game, a very eventful second half. Might just be time for a winner for either team right now. It's Augustine Williams with it. Drops it off backwards to Derek Dodson. Dodson further backward to Leland Archer. They're back into the defensive half now. It's with A.J. Patterson as Lancaster comes forward for Louisville City with pressure. Patterson a ball forward towards Declan Wynn. Battle for possession between the two teams. Ball clipped forward by Charleston toward Josh Winder. He heads it forward. A header back his way by Charleston. Falls to Williams. Now Dodson. Ball through. Winder a sliding challenge. And then Amadou Dia clears it away. It's a throw to Charleston. Very nicely adverted there from Lou City. And something to note. Charleston has scored several goals in these last few minutes. Usually 90-plus is when they're able to find the back of the net. So Lou City has to make sure that even though it's been a long game, even though it's been a tough battle, they have to continue to fight and keep that defensive shape because Charleston will make you pay. 
So the throw to Charleston just in front of the Charleston bench with three minutes to go plus stoppage time. Comes in, a late challenge there from Carlos Mogel Jr., and that's going to be a foul. It was against Augustine Williams who went down. And i got to say, watching that live, Mogel lucky not to get a yellow card here. He might just yet, as the referee now making his way toward him, and he will. It's going to be a booking. Carlos Mogel Jr. shown a world of beer yellow card here. And I think that's pretty deserved, to be fair. And this, the physicality of this game has really picked up in these last 15 minutes or so. You can tell both these teams know what's on the line. Both these teams so competitive and want to win. So I think it's going to set up for a very interesting final few minutes. And I mentioned Charleston with three games in eight days. Louisville City, too, with three games in eight days because they've got Cincinnati in the Open Cup on Wednesday and then Memphis next weekend. So interesting approaches. You have a a coach that subs a lot of players to keep bodies fresh and another coach that's holding players to keep those bodies fresh. Two minutes to go. Maybe a chance here for Charleston from the free kick. Baraja sends it high into the air with his left foot into the box, punched away by Zimla. The bunch comes to Allen, top of the D. His shot blocked on its way through, and then finally cleared away by Louisville City. The clearance comes to midfield. It'll stay with Charleston. Wynn plays it wide right now to Barajas. He's been terrific when he's had the ball. And it's Elijah Winder who comes over for the challenge. Winder's touch sends it out of play. Throw to Charleston. In play quickly from Barajas to uh, Mark uh, Markinick, I should say. And then eventually the ball sent into the box and claimed by Josh Winder. He just clears it away past the near sideline. It'll be another throw to Charleston. They can continue this attack here in the dying moments of this game. And Lou City has been very good so far on those set pieces. A little shaky on that last one, but they were able to get the clearance. They've done well with staying in their defensive shape, but this is really going to be the true test now in these last few minutes. Last time Charleston played at home was against Hartford Athletic. And they scored a late, late goal from a set piece to win that game. They're coming off of a 2-1 to win at FC Tulsa for them on the road last week. But as you mentioned, Casey, this team loves the dying moments of games to score big goals. But they may not have the chance right now as Louisville City wins a turnover. Cameron Lancaster dropping back deep. Actually, that was Elijah Winder dropping deep. He plays it forward to Amadou Dia, and Amadou Dia is fouled. And this is going to be a World of Beer yellow card, and it's going to be a red card for Augustine Williams. He was booked in the opening seven minutes of the game, and now 82 minutes later he's going to be booked again and sent off. Augustine Williams with his second World of Beer yellow card, and that makes it a World of Beer red card, and Charleston is down to 10 men for the final moments of this game. We're in the 90th minute, plus stoppage time to come. Williams sent off and Charleston down to 10. And the thing is, is Williams knew it. The minute that he went on that challenge, he just sat there. And the ref cannot give the card until the player stands up and acknowledges it. So the ref just standing right over Williams, waiting for him to get up because Williams knew exactly from that moment. It's just a late challenge. I don't. There's no point in him going into that challenge, especially being on a yellow card. A really stupid play, and he put his team in a really poor situation because now they're just going to be looking to defend. It seems like they're going to be subbing on a defender here. He was, Williams, their go-to guy up top. So just uh, not a good situation to be in if you're Charleston in and, this moment. And also for Charleston, notably, Augustine Williams will have to miss their USL league game next weekend, and he's their leading scorer, and he's been uh, a terrific player for them this season. They are going to go to the bench. They're going to take off Fidel Barajas, the attacking player, and bring on A.J. Cochran, a veteran defender who is in his second stint with Charleston. He played for them way back in 2015. He's back with them now after most recently playing for the Indy 11 
for the last couple of seasons, last two seasons, in fact. So Cochran on, Barajas off. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. It's a free kick here, a fifth-third free kick for Louisville City. They take it in the attacking half. We're in stoppage time. We'll get to that in just a moment. Here's Dylan Maris, ball into the box toward Ombi, cleared away by Charleston. It'll come middle of the field here to Elijah Winder. Now to the right side, I believe that's Manny Perez. Puts the ball into the box, headed away by Charleston. Middle of the field now, Charleston trying to win the ball. And is that a foul? No. Still... Ball loose, picked up by Ombi. The attack still on for Lou City. Ombi shot from distance is well off target, probably 10 yards wide, and it's behind a goal kick here to Charleston. We've got five minutes of stoppage time, which is presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. We've already played a minute and a half of those five minutes, so three and a half minutes to go in this game at 0-0 between Charleston and Louisville City in South Carolina. Not the smartest decision there from Brian Ombi. I think you you have the advantage, so why not see if you can work the ball a little bit more, get some bodies going forward. But I do want to note that when Charleston did beat Hartford on that late winter, they were playing with 10 men there as well. An excellent point right now. Again, Charleston down to 10 after that late red card to Augustine Williams. Their goal kick sent long. Louisville comes down with it. A flicked on header from Ombi looking for Lancaster. Can't find him. Cleared away by a Charleston defender. They're in the Louisville half now as Charleston comes down with the ball. On the near sideline, that was Markinich, or uh, Markinick rather, that tried to bring it down. It's out for a Charleston throw, and now suddenly Charleston, down a man, might be trying to play for a tie here to keep their unbeaten season alive. They've not lost yet, uh, and they maybe would feel like they should have won this game with a couple of chances they've had, but now down 10 men in a 0-0 game, they might just be happy with this one point as it stands. It's out for a second throw to Charleston on the near side, their right, and Dodson is just walking slowly to get the ball back in play. Yeah, the pace for Charleston has changed drastically, and it definitely goes to reflect that they're looking for a tie in this situation, trying to slow the game down, trying to not allow Lou City to have the ball whatsoever. Referee coming over to speak with a couple of players. That's Markinick and Amadou Dia, who are just battling for position on the field right now as the throw comes into Markinick, and he's able to win a third successive throw for Charleston a little bit further forward. And Dodson, look, he's he's very much wasting time. He threw the ball back to the ball kid there. And he needs to be careful because he could get a yellow card for delay of game. The ball's th- the kid threw the ball to me, let it hit off his chest and roll to him. Dodson is on a yellow card as well. And so just be careful with your delay of game tactics because that is a, you can get a yellow card for that. From that throw, though, they did take it long and sit it into the box, trying to find an opportunity. It was flicked on the header and easily caught by Zimla, and he rolls it forward. We've got a minute and a half to go in stoppage time here in a 0-0 game in Lucidity in possession. Can they steal it late? Would be some kind of win for them if they could go down and score a goal here. It's Winder coming forward into Mogel in the center circle in the attacking half. Mogel right side to West Sharpie, back to Mogel. As all 10 players behind the ball and well behind the ball right now for Charleston as they sit back defensively. It's Mogel once again. Now Tosh in the center circle. Back to Mogel. Somebody needs to make some movement here for Louisville City. Maris in the middle. Backward to Sharpie. Just knocking around the back right now. It's Mogel. We're inside the final minute. Ball in the air to the near sideline. Here's Dia just outside of the box. Battling for the ball with Dodson. Dia physical with Dodson. Sticks out a leg. Still Dodson. He plays it to a teammate. Plays it through the legs of Josh Winder, and it's going to be a throw here as it goes past the near sideline, a throw to Charleston, and this may do it. Charleston not interested in getting the ball back in play right now, and in fact, Charleston is going to make a substitution late on here. It's going to be Robbie Crawford, who is in his fourth season in Charleston. He's going to come into the game, and he's going to replace Nick Markinick. So 
Crawford on, Markinick off. That substitution in the final minute of stoppage time brought to you by Fortna. And that may be the last opportunity there just a moment ago, Casey, the last chance that Louisville City had to go forward and win this game. Yeah, that substitution is definitely a delay of game tactic. But I think Lou City there on that attack, it was interesting because they were just playing it between the defensive men and the center back. So they weren't really looking to go forward. And, and even when they did have the ball, they weren't dribbling to go forward. There wasn't a lot of movement up top. So surprised a little bit. Do you think both teams are happy with That's the tie here? That's what I was going to say. I feel like maybe they're a little okay with the tie. But I feel like once they went up a man, they should have considered to push on the gas a little more there. Well, after the ball was put back in play from the free kick, Louisville's got it again. 30 seconds past the minimum five minutes of stoppage time, so this is surely the last opportunity. It's Josh Winder again playing forward as a left wing back right now. and Or the way he's playing, he's playing that way. It's now with Mogel, middle of the field. He's about 30 yards from goal. Tries to play it on the ground. It's right into the feet of a Charleston defender. But Mogel wins it back. Here comes Lou City. It's Ownby. Right side, inside right, top of the box. Wide right now, Manny Perez drops it off back to Ownby. Ownby with it near the corner flag. Can he get a cross in? A couple of defenders up there for company. Ball loose on the ground. It's out of play. It's going to be a throw to Charleston on the far side, the left, and that is going to be the final action of the game. The referee blows his whistle and brings this game to a close. It finishes all even at 0-0, so things will remain as they were. Coming into the game, Charleston will remain in first place in the East. Louisville City hot on their heels in second place, still just two points behind them. And the way this game played out, Casey, got to say, I think Louisville City has to be pretty pleased to come out with a point the way it went. We'll talk about it in the postgame show. Let's take our break. Again, the final score, Louisville City 0, Charleston 0. We have the postgame wrap-up to come, brought to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety after this break here on ESPN Louisville. Jefferson Animal Hospital and Regional Emergency Center has been serving Louisville and Southern Indiana communities open 24 hours, 365 days for emergency and routine examinations. Does your pet currently need vaccines? A middle-of-the-night appointment provides the same high-quality care and affordable cost as a regular mid-afternoon appointment. At Jefferson Animal 24-Hour Hospital, doctors and trained staff are always here to care for your pet. Schedule your pet's next checkup at jeffersonanimalhospital.com. If your heating and cooling system is old and inefficient, now is the time to give BJ Heating and Cooling a call for your free estimate. BJ Heating and Cooling, your local factory authorized Bryant dealer, whatever it takes, has teamed with Bryant Equipment to offer up to 60 months 0% financing with approved credit. Celebrating over 35 years, helping Kentuckiana with all their heating and cooling needs. Make sure your estimate on a new system is from BJ Heating and Cooling. You will not be disappointed. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. At Cooper's Craft, we know the barrel makes the bourbon. That's why we make the barrels. Our master coopers raise our barrels by hand, then toast and char the white oak to craft distinct expressions. From the gentle character of our original 82.2 proof to our bold barrel reserve, 100 proof. We use our barrel expertise to build better bourbon from the ground up. Cooper's Craft, drink responsibly. Cooper's Craft Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 41.1 to 50% alcohol by volume. Brown Foreman, Louisville, Kentucky. It's Oscar Jimenez, and you're listening to Louisville City FC right here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. 
Welcome in. This postgame wrap-up is presented to you by the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Tonight's final score brought to you by Gorski Law Office was Charleston nothing, Louisville City nothing. 0-0 was the final score. And with that zero on the board for Louisville City defensively, it means that tonight's game was a Mortensen Family Dental clean sheet. A clean game calls for a healthy, clean smile. I'm Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield, along as well. Spencer Brown, our producer tonight. Uh, what a what an interesting game this turned out to be, Casey. The first half, we mentioned it at halftime, very cagey. Two teams really just feeling each other out. There wasn't uh, a ton of really good chances for either side. But the second half opened up considerably. Charleston, in my view, had the better chances in the second half. They had one off the crossbar on a terrific hit from Barajas. Louisville City with some chances, but certainly not as many as Charleston. And the quality of Louisville City's chances was not as good as Charleston's. But in some ways, I think you can say that this is a fair result, this 0-0 tie. It keeps Charleston in first place, keeps Louisville City in second place, keeps Charleston's unbeaten run alive to start the season and keeps Louisville City's recent run of un, uh, of not losing and also of having clean sheets. This is now a fourth straight clean sheet for Louisville City defensively. So a lot to take out of here. Yeah, I think I do think a tie is a is a really good result and kind of a deserving result from this game. I do think if you're a Charleston fan, you might be a little upset that you weren't able to find the back of the net on a few of those chances because they definitely were able to create the better opportunities. I think Louisville City had some of the better build-up play, but the, just the lack of being able to take the build-up and transition it over into chances on goal is something that is pretty alarming. Louisville City's best chance was a ball from Harris to Ownby. He hit it with his weaker left foot on the ground right at the goalkeeper, and that was uh, really the best chance for Louisville City. Officially on the statistics, which again, uh, I'm not entirely confident in at this point because they were out for the entire first half, but on the stat sheet as it stands, just one shot on target for Louisville City, and it was that shot from Ownby out of seven shots in total. And a number of those late in the game particularly were not close to being on target. Charleston finished with ten shots three of them on target. They had the one ball off the crossbar from Barajas. They had the situation where Zimla came out of his area and had an open net and were it not for a block by Tosh, it probably results in a Charleston goal. They had another corner kick Charleston that Zimla had to punch away just in the mouth of the goal, and if he didn't get a touch, that's probably in the back of the net as well. And then as we mentioned, that ball, I believe it was Traeger that had the ball across that just needed a final touch from somebody in gold, and it would have been a goal for Charleston. I think it's safe to say that Louisville was second best tonight. Um... And, but still, they're able to find a way to keep a clean sheet, find a way to get a point on the road. You got to be happy with it if you're Danny Cruz, I think. Yeah, I, def- I definitely don't think it was their night tonight, but they found a way to stay in the game. They found a way to not allow an extremely dangerous team like Charleston to find the back of the net. I mean, Charleston has scored multiple goals in their last few games, so they're a team that is fully capable of pulling the ball in the back of the net, and Lou City kind of shut them down a little bit. I I do think Charleston is going to be disappointed in a few of those chances, but overall, I think Danny Cruz is going to be pleased with the results. I don't know if he'll be pleased with some of the stats as you go through and look at some of those with chances created, kind of some of the missed passes they had in the back. I don't think he's going to be pleased with some of that stuff, but the overall being able to go here and take away a point, I think he's going to be happy. Yeah, may not be pleased with the performance entirely, right. but but certainly the resilience and the attitude and the belief 
and the ability to come out of there with the results uh, will please Danny Cruz. So Louisville City remains in second place. They could be joined in that position by Birmingham, the Legion. They are at Orange County tonight in a game that is kicking off just in a moment, any moment now, against Orange County SC. So if Birmingham were to go on the road and win that game, that would put them even with Louisville City on 13 points in the standings. And also tonight, by the way, Pittsburgh also could potentially come within one point of Louisville City in the standings if they were to defeat El Paso tonight on the road. That game is in progress in the first half and is 0-0 as it stands. So second place is with Louisville City. They will remain two points off of first place in Charleston after tonight's result, but they may be joined by Birmingham in second place depending on how their game goes. Uh, But a long way to go in this season, obviously, and this is the start of a very busy week for Louisville City. As we mentioned during the game, they've got a trip up to Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday night. We will have extended coverage for you that night as well. That begins at 6 o'clock for a 7 o'clock kickoff in that game. So we'll have uh, an hour, a full hour of pregame coverage. And, of course, we'll bring that to you live uh, from TQL Stadium up in Cincinnati. So that's something you can look forward to on Wednesday night. Let's take a break. When we come back, Casey, we'll wrap up our thoughts about Louisville City and also continue to talk about racing Louisville. They kick off in about 25 minutes out in Portland. So we'll talk about that when we return. Again, the final score tonight, Charleston 0, Louisville City 0. They share the spoils, and it's here on ESPN Louisville. At Kroger, you can find the highest quality products at a great price in every aisle, every day with Kroger brand. So you can stock up on your household favorites that are tried, tested, and loved by you. Because when you get the products you love at great prices, it feels like winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When it came time for me to get a new dresser, there was only one furniture store for me to turn to, one with a very simple name, Louisville Furniture. This month, it's their half-price sale at Louisville Furniture, so whether it's something for your living room, dining room, bedroom, you name it, you can get 12 months at 0% financing on some items and half off. And some of these items are marked down over 50% off. So visit LouisvilleFurnitureKY.com or stop by and say hi to Lori and the dogs right by the water tower in Middletown. Louisville Furniture. Energy comes in a world of forms. So LG&E and KU are creating Kentucky's sustainable energy future using a mix of sources. The right mix of balanced and flexible, of responsible and affordable. With new thinking and investing in modern natural gas plants, four times more solar than previously planned, and our most customer efficiency programs ever. The right mix, moving us toward a cleaner energy future today. Louisville City fans, this is Paolo Del Piccolo. Tune in to Soccer City at 6 p.m. each Thursday on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app to hear exclusive conversations with players like me. We can remind you that if Louisville City wins... You can get a free Frosty. They didn't win tonight, but if they win on Wednesday night against Cincinnati, you can head to any participating Wendy's on Thursday and get a free small Frosty with no purchase necessary. The offer is valid again the day following a win. You can head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location to redeem. Just show them the Louisville City social media post about the Frosty. So your next opportunity to get a free Frosty would be Thursday following a Louisville City win on Wednesday as we bring you back into the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. 
Wednesday, Louisville City up in Cincinnati in the U.S. Open Cup taking on Major League Soccer opposition. That's always fun. Uh, and a new stadium for Cincinnati up there, TQL Stadium. It's a resumption of that old rivalry. Really was the hottest rivalry in the USL back in the day when, when those two teams shared a league, Louisville and Cincinnati. And Casey, it'll be interesting to see how these two teams value the Open Cup. It's always the conversation around the Open Cup. MLS teams often will rest their main starters against lower division teams. Uh, Cincinnati is off to a great start in MLS this year. They were second in the East coming into the weekend. Um, So if Cincinnati fields a B team, it might be an opportunity for Louisville City to go up there. And if they field their best team, they could come out with a win and an upset in the Open Cup. However, if Louisville City goes up there and expends all of their starters' energy, they've got to turn around and have a game against Memphis on the road on the weekend. Uh, So it'll just be interesting to see Danny Cruz make those decisions, those lineup decisions on Wednesday night. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one because you do want to put forth a good performance against an MLS team, obviously, because you want to be able to come out with a good result. You want to be able to prove yourself against an MLS team, especially given the history that the two teams have. So I I would imagine if I were Danny Cruz, I would go forth Wednesday and put forth a pretty strong lineup. I don't know if it would be – 100% strength, but I think it'd be in the 80-90% range with the option of maybe having those players on the bench for a full-strength lineup with the thought of, I have a lot of depth on my team, and I would try then to rotate players over the weekend with Memphis. Memphis, I don't, I don't ever think you should overlook a team, but I think Memphis has been struggling so far, and so I think if you're going to do anything like that, that might not be the strongest roster against Memphis, but again, it's, it's tough to say because it sounds bad because then I feel like I'm like overlooking a team and that's the last sure. thing that you want to do. So, but then I would want to put forth a good effort against Cincinnati. So I'm just glad that I'm not the one making the decisions <laughs> and I just get to talk about the decisions being made because it's, it's going to be a tricky one and it really comes down to how do you value like you said how do you value the open cup and you know what is your team capable of doing how much load can you put on some players so again here's the week for louisville city up to cincinnati in the open cup and then down to memphis on both both games on the road uh on saturday night as it stands memphis tonight by the way I believe this game has gone final. They played at Rio Grande Valley, Rio Grande Valley, I should say, down in Texas. And, in fact, it's halftime in that game. And Memphis leads it one to nothing. So if Memphis were able to come out with a win, that would significantly improve their picture. They're currently in ninth place in the East on just five points, ten points back of first place Charleston. If they were able to hold on to that win, that would leapfrog them up to fifth place above Loudoun United, uh, pending other results, obviously. So Memphis, you know, a team that struggled under a new head coach. They've yet to win a game this season. Uh, they're looking to, to take victory. Actually, they've won one game this season, so they're looking for their second win this season under their new head coach after Ben Pierman left. Uh, so that, that'll be an interesting uh, juggling match, a juggling situation for Danny Cruz this week. How does he value the opportunity to beat Cincinnati, knowing that Memphis is uh, going to be playing at home on Saturday against them? So that's what we have to look forward to. We also have... Racing Louisville to look forward to. Let's talk briefly about them as they kick off in about 20 minutes, 10.30 Eastern time out in Portland against the Thorns. We talked about it at halftime, Casey. But once again, 
Um, it'll be a, a difficult test against a very talented defending champion of the league out there in Portland. But on the other side, it's also an opportunity for a young racing Louisville team looking for a first win this season, but also a team that hasn't lost yet this year uh, to put up a big statement and a statement of intent uh, to the rest of the league to say, we are for real this year. We're going to be a contending team. We're going to be a, be, a te- be a team that can beat anybody on any given day. Um, that's got to be, to me, the way that they look at this game tonight for Racing Louisville. 100%. It's another opportunity for them to prove themselves. Yes, it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be it's, – it's a hard environment to play in. Portland gets a lot of fans. They're very, very rambunctious crowd. It's, it's an exciting place to play, but – it's going to be a tough task. Looking at the, the team that's being fielded by the Thorns, it's, you know, like we said, stacked from top to bottom. But I think the racing team that's, been, that's put out is going to be a solid lineup. There are some very solid players out there that haven't really had their breakout moment. I think we saw Davis kind of have a, a mini breakout moment last game. She was phenomenal. So Scored I can't a beautiful wait to watch. goal. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. It was amazing. So I can't wait to watch her continue to grow on that. And I, they just keep getting better and better each game. It's just coming down to little mistakes here and there that they're making that's costing them from really getting that win that they deserve. So hopefully this game continue to grow on it, able to get a goal and able to kind of hold on to that lead. So again, that game coming up at 10.30, Racing Louisville at Portland. You can watch it on Paramount+. Plus. You can also watch it on local television on Circle, which is one of the Wave sister stations, Wave 3.3 over the air, also available uh, on Spectrum and Dish Network. Just check your local listing, as it were, there uh, again at 10.30. Louisville City tonight. The next time you'll hear from us will be Wednesday night. At 6 o'clock, a full hour of pregame coverage ahead of the U.S. Open Cup game at FC Cincinnati from TQL Stadium. So look for that on Wednesday night. Tonight, the result 0-0. Lucity goes on the road at first place Charleston and comes away with a point. Wasn't necessarily the prettiest. Perhaps they were fortunate to come out with a point, but they came out with a point nonetheless, and they remain in second place in the USL's Eastern Conference. Let's say so long for Casey, for Spencer. I'm Jeff. We appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you Wednesday night ahead of the U.S. Open Cup. Until then, so long. From their first steps to their first dance, high chairs to high school. At Norton Children's, we know that when you're a parent, one thing stays the same through every stage. Their health is the most important thing in the world to you, which is why it's the only thing we do. Caring just for kids, for all the little things, the big things, and everything in between. NortonChildrens.com slash just for kids for all the care along the way. That boy of mine, he sure does take after me. I love football, he loves football. I put ketchup on my eggs, he puts ketchup on his. I didn't wear my seatbelt, neither did he. So nothing's going to be the same ever again. So please, show your kids what a good driver does. Buckle up and put your phone down. Paid with funds through the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Nansen Craft Florist, family owned and operated in Louisville since 1850. A local one-stop shop for flowers, whether it's for a special occasion or no reason at all. Nansen Craft Florist, 141 Breckenridge Lane. Call 502-897-6551 for nationwide shipping and same-day local delivery for any occasion. Online at nansencraft.com. Remember, you don't need a reason to brighten someone's day with beautiful flowers from Nansen Craft. Proud partner of Louisville City FC. A Germantown gem, Four Pegs, is the place to be this spring and summer. 
Daily preparations by award-winning chef Chris Williams and crew include their well-known smoked meats such as their infamous smoked bologna sandwich and ever-changing flavored wings. And don't forget to check out their new beautiful patio where you can enjoy the full menu and bar. Some special offerings include Wing Wednesdays, Trivia Sundays, and Late Night Happy Hours. Four Pegs also features a food truck and catering for hire. It's Four Pegs. They have what you crave. 1053 Goss Avenue. 